no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. This is episode 338. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week we are talking about PlayStation Portal, the announcements at uh, opening night live and the future game show unfortunate bioware news a new god of war maybe kind of sort of who knows and so much more as we do it live each and every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time over on youtube.com at ps trophy room and on your podcast feeds each and every thursday with all that said and with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir joe yes i'm here to drink celsius uh-huh. and argue about start screens and i'm almost out of celsius <laughs> oh no not this again what is what it what is what has become of online discourse kyle what is it's so dumb <laughs> it's so dumb we had uh, i know uh someone uh, i think their name's like grums or something on uh on twitter talk about the star uh, starfield former start screen. former warcraft dev i think so, yes something like that air quotes quote unquote know. yeah that being said uh they complained about the starfield start screen okay mm-hmm. Now, guys, I really want to say, like, for the like console Which fanboys, broke NDA by the way. It, it, well, I think with like some Xbox games, like Halo, you're able to get onto the start screen, but you can't actually okay. access the game. So I don't mm, think he broke okay. anything. But okay, it's okay. like the console war stuff of. Oh, just, I meant like, like embargo, oh, okay. not NDA. I got you, but it's like that, like the console war, like just bull crap. Like, guys, Starfield looks great. It's okay. Xbox got one great game. <laughs> Relax. You know what I mean? Um, but that said, it got me thinking, Kyle, as a nice little icebreaker question, what is the single best start screen in a video game? Easiest question I think you've ever asked me. Oh, really? It's The Last of Us. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I would say one and part two. Yeah, and, and I even love part two, maybe a smidge more, just because after you beat it, what it becomes. Yes. No spoilers for it in case you haven't beaten it. No, absolutely. Um, but come on, just a very simple, beautiful window with uh, uh, um, uh, shrubbery, plant life growing inside of it, and yeah. just a wind blowing the curtain out. Like it's so serene into what is a heavy ass narrative. Yeah. And I, I just really dig that simplicity of that start screen big time. And I think like that start screen is so powerful that it's even transcended into the TV show, right? Where, you know, episode two, they use that window and that signifies the beginning of Joel and Ellie's, you know, journey. So like yeah. it is an incredibly iconic start screen. I would say there are, there are a few. Um, oh, there's there's more for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. The one that kind of peeks out to me just because I just I just love the aesthetic of it. I love the Ghost of Tsushima start screen where all yeah. it is is a simple blade in the tall grass. Like there's just something about it that's just elegant. It's also somewhat like foreboding as well. Like which it, is I'll piggyback off of that. Yeah. 
Final Fantasy Seven and Seven Remake, where it's just the Buster Sword. Yeah, I, that's where I honestly thought you were gonna go. It was oh, like the, that, that's like one B to Last of Us One A when yeah. it comes to start screens for yeah. me. But for me, Kyle, there's one that also like it just reigns supreme of them all, and it's such a trophy room trope at this point. The World of Warcraft login screen. Not because I'm thinking about what futures of weight. Not because I'm thinking about what class I'm going to play. Nothing mythical about it. But just every time a new expansion popped up and I was Q569. <laughs> An estimated time of logging on two hours and 38 minutes. And me, like a dumb kid I was, just staring at it for hours. Going, when can I play my Blood Elf Paladin? For the love of God. Yeah. You know? That's the best start screen. I will. I will. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jose Jimenez, who's uh, who's saying Miles Morales start screen. Because it just transitions right into the the game, which is yeah. great, too. I love the ones that, yeah, just like, oh, here's the start of the game. Like, it. Yeah. that is such a like clever, clever uh, thing. Again, I've. It's. I'm sorry. I'm just naming Naughty Dog games at this point, but like <laughs> Uncharted Four, yeah, is great too. With like the pirate hanging in the cage, uh, another like very subtle kind of thing. Um, but if I'm, I'm honest, think, there's other ones too. I don't think I'm about start on. screens almost ever. Like they got to no. be pretty damn iconic, yeah, for me to go. Oh yeah, this start screen. You know, like I, like when people yeah. complain about like Fortnite menus, I'm like. Really? We, we live Ooh. pretty comfortable lives if this is what we're complaining yeah. about. Like, the UI needs to be so simple that I forget it's even there. Yeah. You know? So when I Landon think of... Landon out the God of War games, too, because they also transition straight into the, straight the game. Mm -hmm. Like, that 2018, especially, right, with mm -hmm. the axe and the tree. So, like, yeah, for me, it's just like, just get me into the experience. It, it tells yeah. me nothing about the love, the attention to detail that devs have put in their games. Absolutely not. No. Or else every From Software game's been bad. Because <laughs> that starts <laughs> just like, you want to go? <laughs> just yeah. Online or offline? All right, bye. <laughs> Honestly, most games, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom to the services and terms that nobody reads. Nobody Click reads. Click OK yeah. and agree that you're not going to, you know, use it for whatever, even though most people kind of do anyway. Yeah. For their own benefit. Yeah. You have to go through four of those. Sports games are the worst. Like Madden, you have to go through like four or five. Yeah. It's insane. It's like, I'm not a lawyer. Should I bring my lawyer in here? Right? Yeah. Should I bring him? All right. Well, fine. I have a lawyer on retainer. Should I bother him with this kind of information? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that said, all right. Back out, out of the start screen conversations. It's done. It's over. Everybody. Relax. Starfield's going to be great. And guess what? Spider-Man's going to be great. And guess what? Liza P going to be great. Mirage is going to be great. Alan Wake 2. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee. All that more. Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. My goodness. There's so many great games to play. <sighs> why get caught up in arguing about start screens? I don't know why you would. But we got a lot of PlayStation goodness to talk about, especially when it comes from that PlayStation Portal news. Uh, but before we do, a little bit of housekeeping, of course. We got the Trophy Room Store merch. Link in the description. Buy that Slanger shirt. It's good for your health. It's good for your There's wealth. No There's banger too. I think the that's the only one we got. I, no, and we got the awesome Sony Pony Express shirt. Uh, yep. Patrons, let me you know. You got this one? I mean, look at that shirt. 
It's yeah. a beautiful shirt. It's a nice old school PS1 trophy. Look at that. With our logo in the middle. Ooh, wee. Beautiful work. Ooh, wee. So, you know, head on over there. It helps the show, it helps us out. And you can buy yourself a fancy mug. All right. Not as cool as the dark Brandon mug. That's just awesome branding, but it's damn near close. All right. And before we get into it, our Patreon pitch, of course, the reason why we look so great is sound so good is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash at PS trophy room. It's like we say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your situation is, it really does mean a lot. Even if it's just a buck our way over at patreon.com slash at PS trophy room, it helps keep the lights on. I literally just paid, I think like 300 bucks uh, for our RSS feed that yearly subscriptions. Let me tell you, they get you and they scare you. (laughs) They scared the crap out of me when I looked at my bank account. I was like, what happened? I don't know. So, again, your generosity each and every month goes right back into the production of this show. We couldn't be more thankful for all of our patrons, like our newest patrons at the Platinum Tier Solo and at the uh, Silver Tier, uh, Roman, or sorry, Romaine Dellis, uh, our premium producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our platinum members, Jay Shade, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Yuko Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Strubles in Bits, Bertos Maximus, Chris Hybrid 748, Matt Veldez, Chris the Wizard. And I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Daw Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Androsasaur, Astronaut Jr., The Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, uh, Stone Cold, E.T., Tino Six Speed, N. Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, the Overlord, Dewane Raksha, Rick Davis, and the Lord Commander Suddy. Thank you all so much for your generosity each and every month. And again, awesome, cool, like one of the rah, weekly shows that we do after these shows that are exclusive to patrons. Like this month, we and Kyle are going to th- fight about the best boss fights in PlayStation. And uh, we're excluding Final Fantasy 16 because we haven't beaten it yet. And Kyle promised yep. me he wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I don't want to spoil anybody who hasn't played it yet. And are there some that would make my list? Absolutely, but I'm All not right. going to include them. All right, fair enough. I'm going to play fair. I'm going to play fair. All right. I just hope you do. That said, uh, it's your generosity that keep these lights on, keeps the show going, and uh, you know keeps those co- corporate sponsors at bay. Though, Celsius and Liquid IV... You know, come on, knock on her door. <laughs> you guys taste delicious, you know? <laughs> That's They're real it, good. <laughs> Not a plug. <laughs> Not a hidden ad. <laughs> Get the ball shavers away from me, but nice fancy drinks. I'll settle. I'll sell a soul, you know? That said, Kyle, it is time to square up the news. First, a bit of news that we need to square up. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Uh, Straight from the PlayStation blog. Yay. PlayStation's first remote play dedicated device, PlayStation Portal Remote Player, to launch later this year at $199.99. The PlayStation Portal Remote 
player brings the PS5 experience to the palm of your hand. It includes the key features of the DualSense wireless controller, including adaptive triggers and haptic feedback. The vibrant 8-inch LCD screen is capable of 1080p resolution at 60 frames, providing a high-definition visual experience that's expected from the high-quality games created by world-class developers. PlayStation Portal is the perfect device for gamers and households where they might need to share their living room TV or simply want to play PS5 games in another room of the house. PlayStation Portal will connect remotely to your PS5 over Wi-Fi, so you'll be able to swiftly jump from playing on your PS5 to your PlayStation Portal. PlayStation Portal can play supported games that are installed on your PS5 console and use the DualSense controller. It also includes a 3.5mm audio jack for wired audio. PSVR 2 games, which require the headset, and games that are streamed through PlayStation Plus Premium Cloud Premium's cloud streaming are not supported. No Bluetooth support on this bad boy. With an asterisk. <laughs> that said, $200 device. Ace Insane writes in, just like you can too, if you add us over at PS Trophy on Twitter, formerly known as X to me. Or you head on over to our Discord server and each and every Wednesday I ask for questions and I go gather them up there and Ace Insane writes in. Hey guys, I have a general question about the PlayStation Portal. Do either of you think you'll be picking this up for the $200 price tag? Me personally, I don't think a dedicated remote play device is currently worth it for most people, especially when many areas don't have access to stable and consistent internet connections, at least here in the States. If you're outside a city or suburban area, the choices of ISP and speeds is extremely limited. For example, my grandparents live two miles away from a town where you you can get broadband internet at 300 Mbps, and yet, since they are on the outskirts, all they can get is DSL uh, at three megabits. Oh God, that's ooh, boy. It, I suppose if you have high quality internet and can't be on your TV, it may be worth it. But I don't see a $200 value in most instances, especially when remote play is already available on devices like an iPad. Much love and interested to hear your thoughts. And to add on that, FlexD112 writes, hello, gentlemen, I have a question. What would be the difference between the PlayStation portal and a backbone besides $100? So, Kyle. 200 bucks. Now, I want to preface this because they talk mm-hmm. about the home a lot. You don't have to be tethered to your home Wi-Fi. You could be like at a Starbucks or, you know, a hotel. Yeah. As long as you have Wi-Fi, theoretically, you can play PlayStation, you know, or, yeah. or connect to your PS5. Some of, some of the previews I, I watched said that pressing the PlayStation button on the portal can also wake up your PlayStation at home. Okay. Something along those lines. Maybe that is strictly in like your households. Yeah. Maybe from the other room or whatnot. But yeah, it will act as any other dual sense would act. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because that, yeah. <laughs> that so as someone, that's all my issue, right? You're at yeah. a Starbucks, like you said, and you want to play something and your PlayStation's either in rest mode or it's off. Mm-hmm. How's that going to work? And I, I forgot which one. Maybe it was IGN, the IGN preview video. Um, I think they mentioned that, yeah, you can use it like a regular dual sense and wake up the PlayStation to access it kind of thing. So that's pretty convenient. 
uh, for me, that's one of the the biggest like knocks I give PlayStation Remote Play is that when I'm on my phone and I'm trying to connect to Remote Play and I'm far away from my PlayStation Five, it's not like the lag or input lag or anything like that. It just simply it takes like a minute or two to get that thing hooked up to my PlayStation Five to turn it on all the way from like my work to my house. That that's pretty annoying so if it could be just simply pressing the playstation emblem and it turns on my playstation 5 and i don't have to wait those enormous times then i can see that as a huge benefit but for you i mean it it might it might only be rest mode it might i don't know if they can boot all the way up from off who knows sure Uh, until more people get their hands on it then it's still an up in the air question but for you kyle 200 bucks do you see the value here man so uh, previously I was like, no, my internet's not the greatest here. I probably should not get this. I still don't know if I need it, mm-hmm. but there's there's something about it seeing it in people's hands and and what they're talking about it. I'm a big sucker for like have other people watch something on your TV and you can still play mm-hmm. your games, right? Yeah. My my phone cannot play high-powered games right because the battery is so like dull mm-hmm. at this point it's an older iphone i think my battery health is like 60 percent. it's Oof. not gonna it's not gonna hold a whole lot of charge anymore yeah. um so the, the ability to wii u it right or the 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 vita remote play promise of, of putting it all on there is intriguing especially because of the kids in the house Mm-hmm. Right, they want to come down. They want to hang out. They want to watch. My nephew loves watching dinosaur videos on YouTube. I could put them on there, and I could still grind away at MLB the Show handheld. Right, like that's a little bit more attractive to me now. I still don't know if I, like I mentioned, I absolutely need it. And, and to answer Flex's question, I mean, the big difference between this and a Backbone is the Dual Sense features. Yeah, I think that's a huge plus over the Backbone. I think so. To answer. Flex's question, like, what's the difference? You're right. I think ergonomics is a big one. Every every single preview I've <laughs> I, I've seen or heard is how comfortable and how light this thing actually is to hold in your hands. And it's something that I was stressing weeks ago when defending the product, which is just like, I don't care if it looks goofy. I like that it's two controllers because it's going to be ergonomic and not kill my hands like a backbone, like a switch. So, like... I think the the 100 buck thing is like ergonomics number one. Then it's the dual sense feature because like you're right, ba- backbone is 100 bucks, but my hands cramp up immediate. Like those buttons are small, the analog sticks are tiny, and like even when I go out there and I I bought like my Nintendo Switch, what did I buy immediately afterwards? I brought I bought a um a a grip for it, and that's yeah, like 40 bucks grips. right there. They're pretty yeah. good. And like, I got old man hands. So like, I think it's the ergonomics. I think it's the fact that it is a solo device. So, you know, you don't have like your social media or your texts or whatever getting in the way of your gameplay and then having to exit out the app and then re-log back in, which is always a hassle for me. Um, That's, I think, where the benefit is, that hundred bucks more. I think the price point is tempting. Like 200 bucks, honestly, isn't, that bad like i actually think i'm like oh wow this is for playstation standards pretty 
If it was any higher, we'd okay. be singing a different tune. A Ex- different tune. Yeah, exactly. The fact that this is the price of a DualSense Edge, and let's be honest, as much as we were like, that's an expensive piece of tech, it's also an expensive piece of tech that's been selling incredibly well. So, like, you know, we could be saying this is the dumbest thing in the world until we see what the sales or the attach rate look on this. Um, but this is very much an accessory to your PlayStation 5. And that's completely fine. You know, a lot of people are like, you have to own a PlayStation 5 to get this. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, they're, <laughs> I, yes, if you're a PlayStation gamer, chances are you have a PS5. So, like, for me, that's not my big negative. It's the fact that I can't access cloud games on this thing. Like, I can't access, like, the, the PS1 games or the stream streaming, like, PS3 games off the cloud. That's yep. a big bummer for me. Yes, it is. Uh, um, You know, for me, it, it is limited to the fact that it's only Wi-Fi. It is limiting for me because not every Wi-Fi connection is created equal. So, like, yeah, maybe I go to a Hyatt or whatever, like a, a Hilton, and they don't have good enough Wi-Fi. Well, now I, I can't play my PlayStation. Or if I'm at work, the Wi-Fi is very sketchy over there. I might not even just be able to play it, and that's a bit of a bummer for me. That said, though... I do see the promise of this, Kyle, because like I see a lot of people that are just like, yeah, like, you know, listen, if you have a significant other, a parent, uh, a kid that you're watching, um, you know, <laughs> kid that you're watching, <laughs> let me back that up. You got a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, you know, babysitting, uh-huh. um, yeah. you know, you're you're going to probably be sharing that screen way more than you think. But to me, I'm like, how big is that audience? Like, does that audience necessarily demand a $200 device? Because at that point, like, if little Jimmy is bothering you while you're trying to watch Ted Lasso and you hand him, like, what, a $200, like, controller, why not just at that point get hand him an iPad? You know? So, like, that's that's where I... It's roughly around the same price, though. Exactly. And, like... Like, not everyone has an iPad. But, like, at that point, like, you got the iPad. The kid could do so much more, right? Like, surf the web, go and play, like, Rocket yeah, League. Okay. Uh, newsflash, I'm not letting any of the girls <laughs> surf the web. <laughs> it's too crazy out there, Joe. Uncle Kai Kai, what's rule 34? And why do you have 34 oh, pages of it up? <laughs> Somebody said surf the web, and I ended up in the dark web? Uh, Uncle Kai Kai, how do I get out? Uncle Kai Kai, I'm on true social, and they're saying some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, 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 to go back to what you were mentioning, like yes. uh, why somebody would want this in their house. Another uh, like selling point for it is the people that are looking to maybe get a second console for another room, like the bedroom or whatnot. You can use yeah. this and it's cheaper and use that as like your bedroom, other room PS five. Cause I, I used to have one up in my room and then I sold it when I was unemployed like it would be nice to have something upstairs if I wanted to play upstairs for a little bit and lay down in my bed and get comfy. Yeah, I, I, I and and I see that point not too. A, it's not ideal, obviously, you yeah. know, connection, Wi-Fi, whatever, but it's cheaper. It's, it's kind of like you know, I was streaming uh, opening night live with Captain Logan, and we were having this conversation about um, the memory solutions for expanding your storage via PS5 and Xbox Series. I was telling Logan, I was like, "Do you think at this point, like, we think like PlayStation Five had the better choice, like the more consumer friendly option, where it's just like, hey man, I see like SSDs that are like uh, a terabyte or two for under a hundred bucks. Like, I think you know, 
I get it. We we memed it because you needed a screwdriver, but at the end of the day, seemed like a better fit than this like card that sits in the back of your Xbox. And I like what Captain Logan said, so I'm going to steal it here, which is I think if you're Xbox, um, the the attractive feature is the play anywhere notion. The fact that, you know, I think Xbox's vision is you either own multiple Xboxes or you're playing or you own an Xbox and a PC and a phone. And we're trying to connect you to all three of those things. Right. And where PlayStation's notion is PlayStation consumers probably only have a PS5, maybe Two. And so how do we make everything revolve around the box rather than this whole ecosystem around it like Xbox? And so that's where I think what your situation kind of is, where it's like, okay, I want to be by my PlayStation 5. I want to play these games, but the nieces and nephews are in, right? Or, hey, I want to play this game and, you know, the wife wants to watch Homeland, Right. You know, it's it's those type of situations. I just don't see that market being wide enough to justify all those things. And I think, you know, when I see Ace Insane right in, I think it's very like I think they're on the money where it's just like Wi-Fi, at least in my area. And it's I'm in the tri-state. Not a lot of it is good enough to be playing at everywhere. Yeah, it's very hard for me to remote play. So I just don't see where the PlayStation portal fits in my life other than my home. And that said, uh, I'd rather be, if I'm home and I'm playing PlayStation, I'd rather be looking at my 65 inch LG than. Absolutely. I don't think anyone's choosing this over playing on, on a nice TV or any TV. Yeah. That's always option one. It's just, maybe you want to play it in a different setting. You know, yeah. you know, sometimes like you, you just got to get out of the room. Yeah. You got to be somewhere else for a little bit. You got to take a but big... you still want to play. You mean yeah, go you to can the do bathroom. that too. Yeah, yeah. I used take to play the... Pokemon and Game Boy when I was in the bathroom and I yeah. would be there for like hours. <laughs> My legs would go numb. <laughs> <laughs> Need help stuck again. <laughs> but I caught Zapdos. <laughs> it wasn't in vain, Ma. <laughs> Uh, I got an Articuna. <laughs> What's that? It's a blue bird that shoots ice. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. That's the thing. I, I just don't see this hitting. It, it, it's strange because like the tech's. The tech is so cool. It's just the ability to use it is so limited. And yeah. that's what gets me a little bummed out by yeah. it. At the end of the day, if I had 200 bucks to spend, which I don't, uh, would I go out there and purchase this? Man, if I can guarantee that this baby would work at work. Yes, that's the thing. But I know my work's Wi-Fi barely can get the smart TVs working, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's that's. That's my really only big hang up because to me, Kyle, like I want a second PS5 so I can stream uh, and I want like a second PS5 to like, you know, play like downstairs on the the recliners because, oh, my God, it's so comfy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on my recliner on a handheld. I want to be staring at a 55 you know inch screen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like like we said before, nothing's going to replace that. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. That was... That was a lot. 
Though Solo writes yeah. in, let me see if this question still sticks. Sure, it's probably been asked or probably answered f- uh, with the flow of convo. Uh, any f- uh, file calls on the walk-in wireless headphone setup for the portal? Do you need to figure, or sorry, do you figure they would phase out the OG Pulse? Ooh, this actually goes more with the wireless uh, uh, headsets that we're going to get into it. So let's the actually- PlayStation Link stuff? Yeah, let's actually talk about the PlayStation uh, headsets. Sure. Uh, Pulse Elite wireless headset and Pulse Explorer earbuds. Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer are the latest PlayStation wireless headset and earbuds bringing next. Uh oh, hold on. It's probably me copy and pasting. No, no, no. The uh, YouTube is giving me an error. Uh, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll work through it. Uh, chat, let us know if we're messed up. Yeah. Uh, bringing next level audio performance to the gaming experience. Pulse Elite is our new wireless headset that offers lossless audio and comes with a retractable boom mic and AI enhanced noise rejection capable of filtering background noise, uh, background sounds. A charging hanger is also included with the product for a convenient charging and storage option. Pulse Explorer is our first set of wireless earbuds, providing a premium portable audio experience with dual microphones and AI-enhanced noise rejection capable of filtering background sounds. It also offers lossless audio and comes with a charging case. Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer will be the first PlayStation audio devices to use custom-designed planner magnetic drivers for an audiophile-level listening experience, normally found in premium headphones for professional sound engineers. With Pulse Explorer, we're pleased to be one of the first companies to provide wireless earbuds to the mass consumer market using planner magnetic driver technology. Beep, boop, Pulse beep, Elite. <laughs> Pulse Elite and Pulse Explorer are part of our ongoing efforts to amplify the audio experience in gaming and make the gameplay experience more immersive through enhanced sound. Pulse Elite will be available for $149.99 US dollars, and Pulse Explorer will be available for $199.99 US dollars. So, Kyle, I'm just going to immediately say right here, right now, the Explorers, the earbuds, day one. Yeah, like, they're pretty cool. D- we <laughs> that's the thing out of all the stuff we're talking about here the most attractive feature i i know the planetic magnet you know like headset yeah. feature is uh-huh. pretty premium um and ai like enhanced noise rejection that's all rad and stuff um but the earbuds i wear headphones all the damn time i even have shamefully so an indentation in my goddamn skull at this point for how many times i i wear headphones i hate how much i wear them i much prefer like my earbuds over every anything because i just don't have this thing weighing down and heating up my ears so out of all this I'm super in on the earbuds. How about you? Yeah, earbuds are cool for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, again, that for me, two hundred dollars on any kind of earbuds right now is crazy. Yeah. Uh, just because I I'm not going anywhere. I don't need any wireless earbuds, and I don't play games with a headphone or, or a headset anyway, which is wild. I know. I yeah. know. You can yell at me later. Um, <laughs> but it does. It they do look cool. They are stylish. You can pair them with your phone and other devices, um, which is which is they're they're trying to they're trying to make it seem like oh that's uh how cool is it feel like we're patenting it like type of feeling. It's like a high end headphones already have that feature. 
Yeah. So like, that's not a, it, it's literally like, Hey, I'm playing call of duty. All of a sudden, you know, my Mima from across the streets calling me and I got to pick, mm-hmm. like pick up that phone because I don't know how much time on earth Mima yeah. has, but I also am about to get a nuke. Uh, <laughs> at Nuketown. So like, it's one of those situations. It's, it's, it's very convenient. But it's something other premium headsets have. It's about time PlayStation actually jumped on it as well. But um, I, to yeah. answer, well, was it Solo, right? Yeah. You wrote in? Yeah. They are 1,000% phasing these Pulse ones out. You th- you feel so? Like One feel million like percent. Because the, the new ones are essentially just better versions of these. Yeah. Why have these? Like, they used to have, what, the gold? Yes. Platinum premium? No. Silver gold? Platinum? I think it's gold and platinum they used to have. Yeah, they used yeah. to have those headsets because, you know, us former GameStop employees, they were on the walls constantly. <laughs> and man, dude, the um, platinum ones still to this day, if they just like put those out. Which are essentially like this. Yeah, but like if they put those out again, the I'd thing. buy them. Sure. They're yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome headphones. I think they looked I, sick. I will see. I will say, though, that the, the Pulse Elite, the ones that look like this headset that I just showed, the, yeah. the ones that are already out there i do like that they included like a little uh dock that you can like screw on the bottom of a desk or something and let them mm-hmm. hang yes that's a nice little feature that's pretty cool yeah um but i, I yeah i don't know if this is a day one maybe a, a christmas present or something for the earbuds but and i'm not gonna run out even though these i've ha- i have these right i've yes. had them since the launch of ps5 I don't know where the dongle is, so I can't use it. <laughs> and again, hopefully, like that that PlayStation Link helps eliminate that need. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because it's about time we start phasing it out. And again, like the PlayStation Link, is, it's there to again, it's everything to 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 help complement the PlayStation Five and your you know multi connected you know life that we ha- that we're living now. So it, it sounds like cool hype technology. At the end of the day, though. It is what it is. Like it's 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 not yeah. the bee's knees, but it's just something that they're catching up to. The loss of audio, though. Okay, I'm in. That's that's cool. That's cool. All right, Kyle. Enough about these headphones, this PlayStation Link, all that stuff. Uh you weren't here for you know Gamescom opening. Oh, are night we not live. reading the link stuff? We didn't. Nah, uh, I don't yet. think we need to. Honestly, all right, that's all right. fine. Yeah, we kind of we kind of got nah. through it. Um. I want to talk about Gamescom with you, man. I want to get let's do it beat by beat, game by game, uh, and movie announcement. <laughs> uh, and I want to know what your thoughts are because, unfortunately, you were busy working. I was yeah. busy being a degenerate, and I was joined <laughs> by Captain Logan, the solo host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. A link down below to his podcast where he does it each and every week, and I forget his co-host's name. Uh, but we had a blast just watching the show and kind of just, you know, it was a, a, a different show for Keeley because it was very much uh Hey, beforehand, here are all the games we're talking about. There are some other games, but here are the list of games. Like it's mostly updates and that's what it was. So Kyle, uh, let's take it away. Beat by beat. Let's start with, do you want me uh, to do it one. over you first? Or you want to go through everything? Let's go through every, uh, everything. And then okay. I bet there's a question okay. about an overview. Sure. 
Gamescom Opening Night Live 2023. Everything announces from the IGN team. Started off with the Starfield live action trailer that teases some of the spacefaring adventures ahead for the much anticipated game that is set to arrive on September 6th or September 1st for those with early access. I'm on board. I look at it's my wallpaper now. I saw a <laughs> how easy is it to get me into a video game and to get me very excited. I know exactly what you're about to say. Just put something Star Wars related in, like a mod. Like, you're able to make something that resembles the Millennium Falcon, and I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. You're simple, man. <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple tastes, simple needs, you know? Yeah. Um, excited, uh, you know, for all the people very concerned about the marketing of this game for the past few weeks. Uh, worry no longer. They're marketing the crap out of this game. <laughs> so, good, good on I mean, Xbox here. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the music big time. It's beautiful. The live action was awesome. I really enjoyed that one as well. Um, just shout out to Xbox Total for the show because they were a heavy presence at, at opening night live. Yeah, they really were. very heavy. They, they they went hard, which is great. I think they took the uh, the lumps for not being there in the um, the Game Awards Some last Game year. Oh, they, they, Game Awards. they took those criticisms to heart, and they were here in a in a big way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was shortly followed up. By and this is maybe a little out of order too. Yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder reveals Rebel Moon's explosive first trailer. There's also a game coming soon as well. Neat. Cool. Uh, hot chick. I already the forgot the trailer. It. Who is okay. the mummy? <laughs> Respectfully, um, it's a trailer. It exists. It's Zack Snyder. Cool. It's a movie. It's a, it's a, a two parter. Two parter. Two-parter. Yeah. Now, the only thing that does get me hyped here, I know this is a video game related, is this is a Star Wars movie. He pitched this as a Star Wars movie first. Space opera, yeah. And then they wouldn't let him do it. So he made his own thing, and I got a tip of the hat to you. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Star Wars was a, uh, originally a Flash Gordon movie, and they George Lucas couldn't get the rights, and so he made Star Wars, so good on him. Yeah. Also, really quickly, Jadis did point out in chat uh, mm-hmm. before even, or maybe after the Starfield thing, Keely, hire better security. Ah, uh, yeah. Please, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's just not funny. It's just, it's More people it's ran up on it's stage. Scary. God forbid. So dumb. God forbid, like, they shanked them, you know, or pulled yeah. a gun, you know, like that. And it's it, it, It's awful. It's awful yeah. that that they were able to to this happen again, and I really think it was a mistake on Keeley not to throw the book at that dumb kid uh, that mm-hmm. ran up on stage and said nonsense last year. Uh, he and this is similar nonsense. Yeah, it's similar nonsense. Oh, Bill Clinton wants GTA Six. <laughs> no, I hope they get tackled. I hope they beat the shit out mm-hmm. of them backstage. Uh, throw the book at him. Seriously, Jeff. Uh, like, we we be- as everyone, gamers, content creators. Everyone, we give you permission to knock the next person out if it happens. Yeah. Give him a punch. It's yeah. okay. You handled this beautifully. You handled with, with it great. Grace. No one would be upset with you if you knock him out. I'm yeah. just letting you know. Uh, yeah, it, it, Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
you know, I don't condone violence, but here I will. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, anyways, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 gameplay trailer. Yeah. Uh, fans retreated to an extended look at gameplay from the game's first level, which is called Operation 627. Sure, it was great to see the game in action, but the big news was that it will send players to Verdansk, the setting of the original Warzone. So when you get sent to the Gulag, you get sent to that prison. Uh, yeah, and cool. in the single player game, you're breaking someone out of said prison. Uh, I'm so in on this game. Uh, this is actually one of my most hyped games for the rest of the year. I can't believe I'm saying that, but Modern Warfare 2 story was the whole the, the one and two have been great. Can't wait for three, dude. Cannot wait. I will say, though, not my favorite trailer. Yeah. Not even as a Call of Duty fan, non Call of Duty fan. It's just it was so dark. Yep. And I get, I'm sure it will look way better on an OLED or whatever. And I did tweet, it can't be a Call of Duty trailer without some night vision. <laughs> it's un- impossible. But I, I feel like it was a missed opportunity for them to not show off that open-ended mission structure where you can yeah. tackle it the way you want to. Like, do like a five-minute thing doing one way and then come back and do the same thing differently for like another five minutes. Yeah. Or have it split screen or something to show the different ways you go about it. I just wish it was portrayed a little bit better. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. This uh, one, this one oh closed the yes. show. Again, IGN put things a little out of order, but take yeah, it away. No worries. Alan Wake 2, The Dark Place, set to be released on October 27th, 2023. Uh, Gamescom gave those excited for this new spooky adventure a look at The Dark Place, a dream reality that spawns forth from Alan's own mind as Sorry. if that wasn't trippy enough. It will seamlessly integrate live action footage into the gameplay to show the dreamlike nature of this mysterious space. In the beginning, it was a little weird, like, cause like this trailer is using live action in game, but then after a while, Which it I just loved. blended. This game's going to be so good. <laughs> it's Oh my God. I'm so excited for it. And I'm happy that it moved after Spider-Man. Yeah. It's Even gonna... though it's a week closer to Halloween, I'm playing that all Halloween night. You oh, kidding me? Yeah. And heavy connections to control too. Um, and they also mentioned um, the game that was on Xbox. I, for, I forget what it's called. Um, Quantum Quantum Break or something oh, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Max Payne are not in this universe. So it is strictly Great. right now Alan Wake in control. Less enemies, but they want to make the enemies feel more important that way. Uh, I do. Intense that way. I do love the live action because that's some of my favorite creepy moments from Control. Yeah. Like the little children's show you would find on TVs, whatever, the live action stuff. This is just like, yes, you turn it all the way up to 11. Give me Remedy at its full power on a on this. Is this their first one on next gen consoles? Uh, Solely on next gen consoles. Yes. Solely on next gen. Yeah. So let me see what you can do. I'm just I'm in awe of what this looks like. It looks it gave me like those control vibes, which I'm eagerly anticipating looks at the sequel it's one of my favorite games ever this one looks special it's a nice. good year for video games nice all right kyle yeah. the next uh you know what you can read the next three on the list here you want to go th- all three yeah all three because they're, they're okay. pretty, i don't know how much we'll have to say on each one fair diablo 4 season 2 called season of blood and this new season players will be able to adventure with a new vampire hunter companion named eris who is voiced by eternals Gemma chan players will also gain access to a new quest line vampiric powers five additional end game bosses more efficient inventory management of gems and much more 
Mortal Kombat 1 also revealed two new fighters, a new gameplay trailer that showed more of the game in actions, and revealed that Sindel and General Shao will be joining the roster. Motaru and Sujinko will also be added as cameo characters. Tekken 8 also revealed its release date. Alongside a new trailer, Bandai Namco revealed at Gamescom opening at opening night live that Tekken 8 will be officially released on January 26, 2024 for PS5. We also caught a glimpse of the game's single player mode that looks to honor the old and wonderful days of the arcade scene. All right, Diablo 4. Hopefully this season kind of turns around the game after that la- the the first major patch. Um, I heard they've gotten way things faster. back on track. What's Are that? those the vampiric powers that make made all those characters like super quick, like the Flash yeah. in that trailer? <laughs> yes, okay. but hopefully it doesn't end up like the Flash. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, yeah, Gemma Chang. She's excellent. She's a great uh, actress. Cool that they have her here. Mortal Kombat. I, I I want to know your thoughts on this, Kyle, because walking in, I'm like, why are we having another trailer? I'm already sold. And then I see the trailer. I'm like. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this game's awesome. Like this is res- and Sindel respectfully, she can you rip are my, my queen. arms off with my <laughs> You hand. are my queen. Yeah, it's the only uh, queen I'll, I'll my God. recognize. That trailer was fantastic. Every single second of this game, we've repeated it a million times. We're both not fighting game people. I'm playing this day one. <laughs> There's yeah. no way I'm not playing this game. The levels look so freaking cool and different and unique. And every single time I see like a new character show up as a cameo, uh, a partner and how they gel with the different fighters and mm-hmm. seeing Sindel and her new look, seeing uh, Shao Kahn in his new look. He the fact awesome. that Ra- I didn't play 11. So sorry. I don't know what the story is, uh, but the way that Liu Kang and Raiden switch roles mm-hmm. and now Ra- Raiden is like the young, you know, up and coming fighter, the champion of earth realm. Like that's so cool. I know. I'm so down for a young Raiden and not an old man Raiden. It's like, yeah. Ed Boon, you're a genius and a treasure. I love you. <laughs> we, need, we need to protect this man at all costs. Um, Sindel, the, the one move that I want to know your thoughts on, or just one question on, the one God. x-ray ability the that split? she had. The split where she ripped nope. that guy's arm off and then his balls exploded. You went all the way inside, right? <laughs> one million percent, and I've watched two live reacts. Yeah. Everyone also went all the way inside. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, it, I was in the pool and then some, you know? Who? Who? All right. Oh, my God. Ooh. Uh, and then Tekken 8, though, I'm not like a Tekken. F- I don't think I've ever even played Tekken, to be honest. Tekken's good. I like Tekken. Uh, I love the little, like, arcade. Like, you literally, you're, you're, it's like Splatoon in the sense where you're in town and then, like, you go to an arcade machine and you're playing Tekken. Like, that's really fucking cool. It is cool. Uh, I did watch the KF Live React and Snowbike Mike was like, what are these Xbox 360 avatars doing here? And now I can't unsee it. <laughs> yeah, I thought they looked like me's as well. Yeah. Watch our live react and you, y'all, you're going to see me go, go from like, Oh, this is dumb to like immediately going, Oh, this is sweet. I like this. <laughs> sweet, yeah. Yeah. But Tekken's the Tekken story is, is really fun. Okay. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and so I am excited to play it. I just, again, horror fighting, it's a wonderful time for the people who love those genres. Such a wonderful time. All right, Kyle, we got some Assassin's Creed Mirage. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? 
That sounds like a disease that you have. That you go to the doctor and you get a cream for. <laughs> Excuse a me, sir. I got a me rash. <laughs> it's right on my ace. <laughs> AC Mirage received new gameplay trailer. Uh, it showcased a 9th century Baghdad and featured a full Arabic voiceover. Mirage stars Basim, a character who first appeared in AC Valhalla, and it is set to be released on October 5th, 2023. I know our brother Mo is very excited uh, to see some um, some awesome Arabic representation being shown. Absolutely. And having full yeah. voiceover. That's pretty darn awesome. Again, Ubisoft, day after my birthday, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a day after my birthday. Yeah. Uh, I did not watch the trailer. I listen to it. Me. me It's just, I want to play. Yeah. You know, I've, this one is like, I've seen enough. I don't need to be convinced. I am buying this game. All right. Like I'll, I'll I'll play it. Question though. Are you, are you going to get the haptic vest? You can get the shirt. (laughs) Listen, I want to know what being stabbed in the chest feels like. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Liberty, Phantom Liberty, a new gameplay trailer revealed. CD Projekt Red didn't just release a new gameplay trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, but it also confirmed that all players, no matter if they purchase the Phantom Liberty DLC, will get access to the version 2.0 update that will bring a bevy of improvements. As for the trailer, it gave us another look at Phantom Liberty before its release date of September 26th and teased a ton of exciting things, including a dangerous new district, dozens of new story quests and gigs, vehicle combat and mounted weaponry, revamped police system, combat AI overhaul, endless dynamic events and missions, redesigned cyberware and perks, all new relic skill tree and abilities, increased level cap, and 100 plus new items, weapons, cyberware, and fashion. This is going to be a totally, almost a, a new the game. Up, new game. Yeah. Yeah boy it looks awesome the the this the skill trees were like one of the biggest downfalls of that game it looks like there's some hearty improvements there uh and the vehicle combat reminded me a bit of twisted metal get me in on that yeah get me in on that so in on this game also day one don't know how i'm gonna find all this time (laughs) yeah no do you how did you feel with it being a gameplay thing and we didn't see like any more of like idris you okay I don't, with that? Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of Idris, you know. Fair, so that's I totally fair. like just keep them keep them concealed. Like there's not also a lot of you know Keanu. So like just keep them in the background. Don't tell me anything. You got you got me hooked with Idris. You got my mom hooked on Idris. We're <laughs> in. All right. Okay. I'm in. Um, Sonic Superstars gameplay trailer. It releases on October 17th, 2023. Fans of the Blue Blur and Friends were also treated to a new gameplay trailer that showed off local co-op with up to four players and the online free-for-all battle mode. Sonic Frontiers The Final Horizon update is also coming this year, and that, I believe, is for free to anyone who owns the game. Um, Listen, that four-player co-op, everybody has to have ADHD in order to be focused on their player. That's so much going that's just, on that screen. That's just Sonic in a nutshell. That's why I can't play that game. <laughs> There's too, too much going on. It's too fast, okay? Ooh-wee. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, that is awesome. also Looks great. a rough date. Yes, three days that's before smack Spidey. Dab. I think Mario is Mario. also that week. Yeah. That has it's, to be wrong. I don't believe it. Maybe IGN got it. No, wrong. no. It, it's the they, 17th? That was with the trailer. October 17th. Oh, my God. Okay. It's, May it's God be good. with you. May God be with <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
Quantic Dream announces Dustborn, a narrative-driven action-adventure game that is set in an alternate version of America. The game is described as one about hope, love, friendship, robots, and the power of words. And players will be building relationships with their crew as they travel across the country. I dug this trailer. It looks chaotic. And I'm in. No words can describe it. Just go ahead and find a trailer of it. Yeah. Mayhem. Untitled Goose yeah. Game publisher. Uh, yeah, this this makes Oh, no, no, no. That's a different one. Oh, sorry. Oh, right. Dustborn This was... is Dustborn. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was... My ADHD was... kicked in. I didn't believe Sonic... Uh, you know what? Superstars were out. <laughs> we'll go... To, well, I'll read that one, and then we'll come back. Okay, good. Uh, thank Goodness You're Here is a new game. Untitled Goose Game publisher Panic Incorporated has announced Thank Goodness You're Here, a quirky game with a distinct hand-drawn art style and a wonderful wackiness that needs to be seen to be believed. In the trailer, we catch glimpses of someone's pants falling down while they are looking at a sign that says, uh, quote-unquote, normal milk, someone bouncing off someone else's butt, and much, much more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Joe ass game. It's Rick and yeah. Morty esque. I'm real dumb and a degenerate. This got me hooked. Uh-oh. Dustborn. I I looked at. It, I'm like, this is a Kyle ass game, I... not for me. But Fuck. thank you goodness you're here. Yes, <laughs> day one. Sign me up. Uh, what what say you, Kyle? Oh, am I back? You're back. Ooh, you scared me for a second there. You kid. you froze for like thirty seconds. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, I said I'm totally in on uh, Thank Goodness You're Here and Dustborn I couldn't be bothered with. But I know that's like a okay. U.S. game, you know? It is. I just want to make sure YouTube's going. Eh, it'll be fine. These kids get okay, it. Okay, it's going. Here. It's going. Yeah. Sorry, chat. Uh, yeah, Thank Goodness You're Here. I'm super in. And also reminding everyone that Panic uh, is also having their own showcase next week on the 29th. Oh, nice. Um, and they're teasing a couple like untitled things, unannounced things. Maybe the sequel to Untitled Goose Game we might see next week, which Ooh. might be cool. Right. Uh, Dustborn is totally a Kyle-ass game. Yeah. Um, it looks cool. The cel-shaded uh, art style is rad. Um, also, I, that wasn't the first time we've seen it. I forgot where it was shown off, um, but it's cool. Oh. Another like genre road trip games are, are kind of cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Little Nightmares 3 announced a very spooky trailer that showcased co-op gameplay between two characters traversing a world we wouldn't want to visit outside of a video game. There's also one more surprise as the team announced there will be a new podcast series called The Sounds of Nightmares, which is available later today and tells a whole new story in the game's universe. Stay your lane with the podcast stuff, Little Nightmares. (laughs) Also, that's for us. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this. Why? So it's not the original team. Oh, it's Supermassive. Supermassive is taking over and and no shot at Supermassive. But I believe, uh, again, I learned this uh, during the KF Live React. I believe that the original dev uh, didn't want to make Little Nightmares anymore or or they left Bandai Namco with something along those lines. Sure. But Bandai Namco wanted to hold on to Little Nightmares and they're basically keeping the IP and making other people make a game for it. Fair. it's a little bit of a bummer, uh, but it still looked cool. Yeah. Still looked good and super massive. I mean, if anybody knows how to make a, a horror game, it would be. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we're getting, getting more of the what they're known for, like the Man of a Dad. What oh, are they, the anthology? The anthology Are we done stuff? with that? Are we on the next section? Maybe. Or hopefully next chapter. 
Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Black Myth Wukong. We got a trailer. It begins with a headless human playing with what looks to be a, oh, God, Sanchin? All right. say Sanchin instrument. Uh, what follows is an action-packed look at the souls like in motion. I know the the dev was aiming for something that was in between of like a God of War inspired game, but yeah, this looks very much like a Soulsborne game, and I am one hundred percent in. I saw half of the demo, and that's all I needed to be um, convinced of this game. So next, apparently, next year in the summer, this game's coming out. Can't wait! It it is one hundred percent on my radar. 100%. Based on uh, the story Journey to the West, yeah, um, which is also one of my favorite games ever. Enslaved is what that is about. Yeah. So similar kind of stories. Looks cool. The That's the awesome. and the animal enemies are huge and cool looking. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink revealed the action RPG will be released be released on february 1st 2023 on ps5 ps4 and pc this will serve as a little bit of a delay but that gives just enough time for sad games to make the game fans of the franchise deserve we also saw nightingale while we received the new trailer for the victorian gas lamp fantasy themed shared world survival crafting game nightingale it was confirmed its early access date is being pushed back a bit from this autumn to february 22nd 2024 Nightingale cast players as a realm walker who travel through portals in a procedurally generated universe, and the universe is filled with survival crafting gameplay quests, an evolving narrative, and more. And since I'm not into Nightingale, let's read the other one. <laughs> Expeditions, a mud runner. Focus on the game or focus. What? You got this. Focus of the game. I got. I got you. I got you on this one. No, no, no. Hold on. This is a weird sentence. Focus of the. Oh. The focus of the game. Got gotcha. it. The focus of the game is on the dirty but wonderful activity of off-roading. Alongside driving off-road with a variety of vehicles, players will also be able to use drones to get a better view of your surroundings and a metal de- detector to find hidden treasure. Not a director, IGN. <laughs> a metal detector. Detector. Uh, listen, give IGN credit here. They got to work on the fly here. I was Absolutely. making fun of this game. I'm like, it's Death Stranding with... Co- oh, wait. Death Stranding is... <laughs> this game but with walking yeah all right i'm actually in there <laughs> and as i'm making fun of it i'm like i'm actually right. i'm in <laughs> all right okay i'm in on this nightingale didn't do anything grand blue of course not a jrpg guy but nope expedition's actually where it's at for me <laughs> Uh, We also got Crimson Desert gameplay. Mm -hmm. A lengthy gameplay trailer was revealed that gives a good idea of what players can expect from this game, including sword combat, toppling structures, bow and arrow fighting, fighting on horseback, fishing, hijacking carriages, petting dogs, and much, much more. This game actually looks really good. It looks like an MMO, like Assassin's Creed game mixed with like some like Zelda elements. Yeah, it looks cool, but this is also one of, I think, maybe five or six games shown that doesn't look like it's a real game. Fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like, yes. it looks like that, uh, like if a, a sitcom wants to show off a video game and not pay for the <laughs> rights, they make something that looks like this. That's <laughs> fair. Fair. And, yeah. and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You can do anything in that game, it looks like. Yeah. It look, it's it looks, got like the, the floating city in the sky, and then mm-hmm. you could turn it into a bird. Like, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. But yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm interested. Yeah. 
uh, Boltstorm VR is set to be re- released on PSVR 2 on December 14th. Boltstorm was first released in 2011, and fans will finally have a new way to experience the wild and creative shooter very soon. And Killing Floor 3 got revealed just as brutal and gory, uh, just as brutal and gory trailer that showcases some of the horrifying enemies players will undoubtedly be facing hordes and hordes of when it is released on PS5. Okay, Boltstorm, not a fan of the first game or the game, but the fact that it's in VR actually has me intrigued of where they can take it, like in terms of like making the gunplay for me maybe a little bit more interesting, especially with, again, it's been 10 plus years since I played it with like the whiplash ability. Um, So I'm actually kind of in on Bulletstorm VR. Killing Floor 3, Kyle, is absolutely my jam. I cannot wait for Killing Floor 3. Yes, Killing Floor, when I was a PC boy for six months and was getting aggravated with all the driver issues, Killing Floor was my game. I love Killing Floor. Killing Floor 2, phenomenal. Killing Floor 3, I'm there day one. That said, Kyle, that's all the games shown. Uh, So the first question comes from Strubles and Bits, who watched alongside us yesterday. And asks, question for the show, gents. What were your three favorite games shown off at Gamescom opening night live? Kyle, what are the three games, the three announcements that stuck out to you, sir? Uh, So I will start this with, like, just an overall show thing. Yeah. And I texted you this afterwards. This show was aggressively okay. <laughs> Fair. It was okay. And it's yeah. not because of the... And my expectations weren't high or whatever. It's just... I don't know. There's something off about it. And learning that this is like mostly a Gamescom forward thing and Keeley just hosting more than Keeley getting the things. Yeah. Um, that does make a little bit more sense as to why it felt that way. Like just having... It, you know, sending it to the go-host, which did... A, phenomenal job but just like that cosplay section like it was very gamescom forward than everyone at home kind of thing like the other shows anyways my three would obviously be alan way two mortal kombat one and that panic game thank goodness you're here those those are those are my three for sure um you know me i'm completely unoriginal uh mine is black uh myth wukong that looks awesome it looks incredible. My next one would be Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, yes, please. All of that gets me hyped. And then I would actually say it's kind of a tie between Alan Wake 2 and Call of Duty. But I'm going to give it to Alan Wake because I love the live action elements. I think that game is going to be striving to do something very different in games. And um, and I think it's going to get it right. Uh, Remedy... They just don't miss, and I, I love seeing them take these bold, aggressive swings. So, yeah, Alan Wake 2 for me. All day. Let's go. Agreed. Yuna writes in, hey, guys, hope you're both doing well. My question this week is how do you choose between upcoming games that are coming out day by day? At Gamescom, Grand Blue Fantasy got a date for February 1st, and then today, Persona 3 Reloaded got a date, so... I'm in a situation where I weigh both games to see which one I want to play first. So I throw the ball over to you guys. How do you choose which game to play first between games coming out on back-to-back days? You know, October's coming closer than we think. You know, Uh, there's like eight games a day coming out there. 
I mean, Lords of the Fallen was also shown there as well. I think that game looks stellar. Um, and it's coming out on the 13th. And then next week, it's like Spider-Man. So it's just, oh, I don't know, man. How do you how do you choose, Kyle, the games that you're going to play first and the games you're going to put on your backlog? Oh, man, that's tough. I really don't like playing a game, like really diving into something when I know there's a game coming out in a few days. Like just thinking just off the top of my head, uh, using the example of the week of Spider-Man, right? It's going to end with Spider-Man 2, but also, you know, have games like Sonic and Mario nearby and, um, you know, Alan Wake the week after. I I can't dive into a game, let's say, for Spider-Man before that because once i play spider-man i'm probably not going to go back to that same, same of the other game so yeah i'll probably buy it and pick it up but i will spider-man would be my priority that week and then once that is done then i can move on to something else i i can't juggle multiple games i gotta play a game to completion before i play something brand new oh we got some uh yeah. racing outside what, what's no going on? a helicopter is outside so if you hear the swap Uh-oh. team yeah if you hear the swap Quick, team turn on, on the my new roof, jersey news <laughs> exactly turn on your news also i'm innocent you can't prove anything on me i'm not the sticky bandit you can't or, or part of the wet bandit for that matter um you can't you got nothing on me coppers um no, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, which game am I, which game can I realistically hold off on? So good example, I'm going to be playing uh, Starfield on the first, right? Liza P comes out in, like a week or two afterwards. I know I'm still going to be playing Starfield. So Liza P probably going to sit on the sidelines. Uh, I know I'm hyped for Cyberpunk, but also if Starfield still holds my attention, I know uh, you know, cyberpunk's always going to be there, but I'm going to play cyberpunk. So my whole like way of thinking is like, I'll be playing Starfield for at least three weeks, then cyberpunk. And then when it comes to the October games, it depends on what games we're able to get codes for, uh, for coverage. So like, I would love to get my hands on Assassin's Creed, um, you know, even, uh, uh, what is it? The, the crew, like, I would love to get my hands on that game as well. Um, but if I can't, then I have to weigh, okay, what is going to be a game that speaks to me while also speaking to this audience. And that's where I'm going to be judging my time. So I'm like Assassin's Creed Lords of the Fallen. Those are two. Um, I know you probably have Alan Wake. You're going to be playing that day one. So I don't necessarily need to jump on it that day. Oh, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I could wait on that one. So it's, it's, I, I use like just a weird algorithm yeah. to kind of figure I, it all out. It's, it's tough, especially like next week. I'm already feeling it. Cause like, I want to finish final fantasy yeah. before, like I really badly spoiling a little bit later. I wanted to talk about stray gods. I have yeah. it downloaded. Didn't get a chance to play it. Yeah. Uh, Blasphemous 2 comes out tomorrow. I have that pre-ordered. <laughs> Cannot wait to play. Yeah. But next week, because I pre-ordered Baldur's Gate, I get early access on PlayStation a few days Ooh, early. Okay. Also, Sea of Stars is next week. So, like, I'm already in it. I'm already in, like, what am I going to prioritize and how many RPGs can I juggle at once? Yeah. It's tough out here. It it's is. definitely first world problems, but it's tough out here. Yeah. And it's a it's great problems to have at the end of the day, right? Like for me, I'm playing percent. Immortals and Vavium, which we'll talk about in a bit, code provided by. Uh, but like I got Armored Core on Friday and I cannot wait. So, it, yeah, you really do. You got to balance out like 
Okay, I gotta beat this game by this date. It, you know, Immortals. I'm like, I would love to get the platinum in Immortals, um, but there's a lot of annoying collectibles, so I'm just gonna play through it, have fun. And, you know, yep. hopefully I beat it by by Armored Core. But that's how I kind mm-hmm. of go by it day by day. And Armored Core will Absolutely. hold me until Starfield, and who knows what will happen after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, Jamie writes in, I have a question more specifically about the changes in the industry. As we've seen during Gamescom and even in previous PlayStation events, there have been a ton of new games announced uh, coming from mobile gacha and MMO games from Japan, China, and Korea. These aren't just smaller games either, with a good chunk of them being AAA quality single player console games. And they're looking really promising. The point is that we are now, uh, sorry, there are now a ton ton of studios that have never made a triple a console games before that are now entering the market these aren't all new developers but rather studios with a lot of experience making games outside of consoles that are now dipping into their feet into the triple a space that are familiar with it i'm only expecting even more of these stories to pop up in the coming years as previous generations has opened up these markets to even wanting more premium experience out of their games that consoles are known to provide. Do you think Sony's investments into these spaces is their way of getting ahead of the curb? We've seen initiatives such as the China and India Hero Projects, as well as XDev partnerships with Korean devs and Hoyoverse in recent years. Do you think that we should expect games coming out from these developers to stand up to the juggernauts that have come to expect into the triple, sorry, traditional AAA console developers you could argue that the the that the consolidations are happening in the game space have contributed to the rise of these developers entering the market jamie you're way too smart for this show what are you way doing here thank you so much um you're wrinkling my brain this, i can't i can't i can't get it this fired my neurons so much yeah because when we talk about like the consolidation in the market and how scary it is. We also kind of forget, for example, this is going to be a flash news, but I'll bring it out here. Uh, David, uh, what is it? Uh, Intahar, right? Sorry, no, Vandahar. Um, the, I was getting the, the names confused. I probably butchered both of them, but um, he was the, the lead dev uh, at Treyarch just left. Now, David was huge in, uh, in the transformation of Treyarch from being Call of Duty's, B team, like they made the off-brand Call of Duty, uh, to becoming the premier Call of Duty studio after, you know, uh, the whole split with Infinity Ward back in the day. Treyarch took the mantle and then some, right? And so, you know, they left. Now, wherever Dave goes, money is going and investments are going to follow, right? So when we take a look at, like, at the end of the day, we're taking a look at like the Activision Blizzard deal, for example, and we're like, oh, that consolidation is scary. We're also forgetting all the smaller studios that have popped up in the recent year that we've never heard of getting random invest- investments, sometimes by shady entities like Tencent and, uh, and, and you know, Saudi uh, princes, but also getting investments from third parties or even PlayStation or Xbox, Ubisoft. You look at EA Originals, right? You're seeing small triple I experiences uh, being made. So I think you're totally right in that aspect where it's like, yeah, we're seeing the consolidation, but also at the same exact time, you're seeing probably creative forces 
get their payouts from whatever buyout and then go out there and create their own studio and go, Hey, I was the head of, you know, call of duty for, for X number of years. I made the best shooter known to man. Um, what type of investment can I get from you, Sony PlayStation, who needs a call of duty uh, competitor and he's going to get that money. So while we, are scared about consolidation. We're also not looking at the back end, which is like more and more studios are popping up some with their, their core focus of being bought. So that's what I feel like there is more expansion that we're not taking a look at because it's not sexy and it's not, if it bleeds, it leads. Right. And so I bring it over to you, Kyle. Do you think that like these the China the China and India Hero projects and XDev partnerships, right? Do you think that this is 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 kind of putting PlayStation ahead, not of just those markets, but maybe finding the next big thing? And can these games actually take on, you know, the juggernauts that we see from like your Call of Duties to even like your Minecrafts? They absolutely can take on the juggernauts, and I yeah. think it's smart for Sony to do that. I mean, it's uh, to use a sports reference because uh, everything you said is way too smart, and I'll be honest, I zoned out for most of it. Uh, <laughs> when, when you're looking, when you're looking to add people to your team, you're going to go out and scout out. Yeah. You're going to try to find the the hidden gem to to hopefully use that person to bolster your team and fill a need that your team needs. And this is a way of doing it in the gaming space. And it just makes sense. Like Stellar Blade is one of our most anticipated games. Yeah. And that is one of these games like it, that is easily up there with a, um, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a Spider-Man for some, a, a, uh, other blanking on other like big first party stuff at the moment. But, it's just it's up there in terms of hypeness, and, mm-hmm. and so this is a win-win situation. I, I don't think you can lose by investing in other places around the world making games. Yeah, it's, it's only a benefit. It's not a uh, it's not a distraction or or a negative. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent agree. And I mean, like, look at like the the surgence of like Korean films, even Korean music in in our music and our f- films. So like. You're thinking, yeah, somewhere out there, there is the next, you know, Rocket League or whatever have you that's waiting from a developer that we normally wouldn't give the time of day to, but Mm -hmm. now are because, yeah, we're seeing other cultures impact this industry or other industries in in positive ways. So, yeah, uh, excellent, excellent question, Jamie. Excellent. So that's it. That's our Gamescom recap. It's going to be a beefy, a beefy episode, Kyle. A beefy? A beefy episode. Uh, yeah. I will I will add it here because I don't think it's in uh, Flash News, but uh, you can go watch it on your own or, or look at some recaps. Future Game Show was also today as of recording, and mm-hmm. that also was a whole other bunch of announcements, a lot of PlayStation things there. Um, so go check it out. Like The Last Faith, if you like Bloodborne, if you're a Souls guy. I like, I like, like pixel art. If you like pixel art games, yeah. you should look that one up. It's great. Right. Coming to November. And there's also it's not a PlayStation game, but it reminded I when you started beginning. Hold on, the YouTube thing threw me for a loop. Everyone could probably tell when I I, I got distracted. Um, the everyone is happy you're here. That game. Yes. Um, it's not the title, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's one know. at Future Game Show that you when you started talking Thank about it reminded me of. Yeah. 
Thank goodness here. Yeah. It's a game called Dome King Cabbage. It's not coming to PlayStation. It is a I'm going to read the description. Okay. It's a visual novel. Hold. Set in a world of a monster collecting RPG. And it it switches art styles and it goes deep and it's it reminds me of like an adult swim. Yeah. <laughs> like that you can watch at like too many cooks. Like that level of craziness happening. And I'm Holy like, shit. what is happening? I am so intrigued by it. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy these kind of games are out there. So yeah, go check out Future Game Show. All right. Um uh, presented by Games Radar. Uh they do good work. Some good stuff. All right. There you go. That said, Kyle, hooey, we got two more big pieces of news coming this week. Take it away, sir. This comes from Zarmina Khan over at PS Lifestyle. And Zarmina writes, God of War fans excited for a new game following job listing. A series of job advertisements published by Santa Monica Studio has some God of War fans excited for a new game in the series. The listings were shared on Twitter by lead combat designer Rob Meyer and specifically seeks candidates with knowledge of God of War 2018 and Ragnarok. So is Santa Monica Studios advertising jobs for a new God of War game? A new God of War game is a given, and Santa Monica hasn't shied away from talking about ideas for future entries. But the job listing in question probably isn't what fans are thinking. The studio says candidates, quote, must have knowledge of God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok 2022 and be able to speak in depth about the combat systems, mechanics, and enemies, end quote. However, Meyer's tweet suggests that Santa Monica is merely looking for someone who can grasp its combat dev tools that were utilized in both games. Santa Monica has been a multi-project studio for a while now and confirmed as much last year. Creative director Corey Barlog said that the team is, quote, spread out on a lot of different things, end quote. There's been speculation that Barlog is working on a sci-fi themed game, but whatever Santa Monica has been up to has been kept tightly under wraps. Ooh, Brody writes in. What's up, Joe and Kyle? Hope you guys week have been going well so far. Given the rumors of a new God of War installment, what growth or storylines would you like to see from Kratos or Atreus? What do you think the next? Uh, what What do you think is next for them? And which mythology should the duo tackle next? I appreciate you guys. Thanks for being so funny and cool. Well, thank you for listening, Brody. And thank you for the question. And for anybody concerned, don't worry. We're not spoiling anything. No. Okay. Thanks for calling me cool. I've never been called cool in my in my entire life. Thanks, Brody. I, I, think, it was, it. I think it was just talking about me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could just end this show right now. <laughs> you have so much power over me now. <laughs> I have no idea. I couldn't turn this thing back on. Um, but Kyle, I, I, again, no spoilers yeah. for Ragnarok. I'm not. Nope. I'm going to give you vague ideas of what I would like to see from any of it. Right. I think just mythology alone. I think is kind of where we should. Yeah. Let's talk let's about. only kind of stick from there, and maybe some like cool ideas. You know, like yeah. in terms of mm-hmm. like abilities, other characters would have. Mm-hmm. What mythology would you like to see? Atreus and Kratos, you know, head up into next. There's only one. It's Egypt. No. G- give me the Egyptian gods. No. Why? Uh, we've. I, here's the thing. 
I we got Norse. Okay, we got Greek. Yeah, uh, and Greek really covers Roman. Egypt is like, yeah, it's 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 a no brainer because it's easy. It's it, everybody knows, you know, about like the Sphinx and whatnot. Give me give me a mythology you don't hear about every day. Okay, so I'm waiting. What what do you think, dude? Give me give me Chinese mythology. Like like look at Wukong looks awesome, right? Mm-hmm. That's just taking the Chinese lore that we that not a lot of us know that is a really interesting tale. Same mm-hmm. with like Japanese lore as well. Like there's other mythologies outside, you know, the Roman Empire <laughs> that we Fair. can kind of take a look at and going or the Roman sphere of influence and kind of just go there's other cool shit here as well. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a lot of the Chinese lore in particular works really well with Kratos. Works really well with Kratos. Uh, sorry, with Atreus as well. So I would actually Fair. like to see them branch out and do a mythology that maybe we're not particularly aware of. That's what I would like uh, to say. Uh, on th- on that note, uh, it would be cool to maybe go to uh, Mayan and Aztec. Yes. Kind of mythology there. That would be kind of cool. Like Quetzalcoatl, uh, mm-hmm. like the lightning bird. Yeah. Uh, would be cool. Uh, Spam and Bam and in chat says Polynesian, Hawaiian. That would also be kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do some Moana stuff. Like that would actually Ooh-wee. be really, that would actually be really awesome. Like seeing like some of like the Samoan, like, you know, like folklore. And whatnot. I'm like, only laughing because you said do some Moana stuff. Yeah. And I imagine them walking in and then he just bust out into song. <laughs> <laughs> Kratos is like, thank you. You're welcome, boy. <laughs> I want to see Kratos hold a or, tune. Or the other way around. Like Kratos, yeah, Kratos is the musical one. Yeah. And he's just all of a sudden busts out into song. And then Atreus is like, dad, stop. Stop. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> uh, Captain Logan has one. I saw it. Yeah. Christianity. <laughs> The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost have no match to me. Boy. <laughs> Dude, that would be sick, though, you know? Uh, what is it? Dante's Inferno, that thing, you know? If we can't get a oh, sequel, yeah. let's send Kratos to literally hell. You know? Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for abilities, I want to see Atreus expanded into something that is... Like, Kratos is so beefy, and he's he's a goddamn tank, right? He's yeah. I want to see Atreus be more agile. I want to see him. Fair. I can't say the other thing because it's a legit spoiler. Nope. But I, yeah. I, I want to see him be uh, adaptable to his environments. That's what I would like to mm-hmm. see. So, yeah. Agreed. Yep. But it's cool we're getting another one, man. I mean, the game sold so goddamn well. How do you ignore yeah. it? You no, know? Yeah. I will I will say though, and it's not a shade of God of War, I would love a new one. Yeah. I wanted that sci-fi Corey game so bad. We're getting it. We're getting it. <laughs> I know, but like just to see it finally. Next year. Don't worry. Papa Bear's got you. Oh, oh Papa, Papa Bear. I feel so warm. You. Yeah. I feel worry. safe. Yeah. There you go. It's great. All right. <laughs> no, wait. All right. I take everything back. Scientology. <laughs> It hit me late. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Kratos and it's the Tom final Cruise boss, fight. Tom Cruise? Yep. Yeah, right? He's from the fir- the 2018 game, The Balder Fight. Yep. He's okay. the stranger. 
Uh, he's got, but he he enters every battle with Kratos on a mode of transportation, <laughs> right? Like he's hanging <laughs> off the side of a train. He jumps out of a plane. <laughs> he's somehow standing on top of a helicopter and it's works. It's, it somehow just divulges into the family guy, Peter versus chicken fight. That's how I'm seeing it in my head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. All right, Kyle. Here's here's the last big beefy news this week. We had a mm-hmm. big news week this week. I love it. They're making out. up for for missed weeks. Zarmina Khan also writes in for PS Lifestyle. Uh, HBO's The Last of Us has seemingly found its Abby. HBO's The Last of Us showrunner Craig Mazin has teased that the TV series may have cast Abby. The show's second season will be based on the events of The Last of Us Part 2, in which the character played one of the central roles. The Last of Us Season 2's Abby was the first role the production team wanted to cast. During a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Mazin was asked whether the show had found someone to portray Abby, to which he jokingly responded, quote-unquote, maybe. He then said that she was the first character that the production team wanted to cast and was in the process of doing so. But the ongoing Hollywood strikes have slowed things down. Kyle, this news excite you? Uh, it does. I'm shocked that Craig talked about it. Right? Is he not SAG after? Well, he so because he's a producer, he gets to talk about it. So it's it's uh, kind of the reason why like Seth Rogen gets to kind of talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, movie. Fair. It's because okay. he's a producer of the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Um This whole thing is like weird to navigate around. Yeah, I know. Just in general. Super It's yes. wild. Yeah. Uh but this is exciting. Uh I trust them with any casting that they do. I mean, just look at uh, Bella and jo- and uh, Pedro. Mm-hmm. I mean, they casted the first season excellent, excellently. Oh, my God. What, yeah. Kyle? Uh, perfectly. And, um, yeah, whoever they cast as Abby, whoever they cast as other characters in part two, I'm totally fine with. Yeah. I don't even have any dream casting because if you told me Bella Ramsey could be, uh, you know, Ellie, Ellie I'd be yeah. like, what? I, see, I saw, like, um, Cameron talk about Peyton List. Uh, she's from Cobra Kai. Okay. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see it. Uh, she definitely mm-hmm. has like the face for it, for sure. Like the face structure of Abby. Um, yeah. And all these all these la- ladies need to do is get swole and uh, mute their social media. <laughs> yes. Please, for the love of God, people are weird, crazy, and take things too seriously. Agreed. All right, Kyle. It's time. For just a little bit of flash news, but we gotta go. We gotta run fast. Oh shit! Oh, I'm so sweaty. Ah. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Armored Core Six Fires of Rubicon reviews are out. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? IGN yeah. uh, gave it an eight. This comes from Mitchell Saltzman, who writes Armored Core Six stellar customization options feed into its excellent mecha combat, and the result is a challenging cause. Puzzle, sorry, combat puzzles that kept my attention all the way through its 15-hour campaign and beyond. It's let down by a dull story, but lands direct hits where it counts. Eurogamer Klein Ellis uh, gives it a four out of five. Uh, From Software delivers a super superlative action game that builds on its soul souls-like pedigree while leaning in. Leaning and laser focused. Game Central gave it a nine, probably the best giant robot game ever made, and an excellent companion piece to the likes of Dark Souls and Elden Ring that matches both games in terms of spectacle and 
customization. One of the things I saw, I forget who said this, but they're like, the the cool thing about this game is it always challenges you in such ways where it's like you want to, you know, change out your your loadout constantly. Uh, you always want to be playing different and you and being adaptive to the environments. So I'm super excited for Armor Armor Core. Excuse me. Um, this is a day one. My special edition comes in on Friday because I'll never miss out on a From Software steelbook. Never. I'll pay that two hundred thirty dollars. All right, Kyle. I haven't treated myself much this whole year. Let me tell you, the last three weeks, I went balls <laughs> hard. I went Armored Core six. Yes. Why? Oh, don't because show I'm me that controller. I'm like, I'm, I'm so gonna jealous. Go out there. Look at this Final Fantasy oh, controller. Look at this. It's beautiful. Let's get it. Focus on this, not my face. Oh, it's beautiful. My God, look at it. It's beautiful. And then in the back, just oh. Final Fantasy sixteen. Why is it only in Asia? I don't know. But it was in Canada, and I got it for 115 bucks. Oh. Okay. A bit of a markup, but sure. my dog is dying, and I needed, you know, I needed puppy pictures and, different. Yeah. you know, depression shopping. <laughs> I'm shocked that it's only a 15-hour campaign. Yeah. It's a it's a wee bit short. Um, but if I think about it, Sekiro is probably around that length. Oh, is so, it really? You can you can beat Sekiro in fifteen? Dude, I beat that game three times. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, humble I, brag. I ran here. through it a quite a bit. You know, <laughs> so am I gonna try to platinum Armored Core? Definitely, definitely will try. Don't know if I'll succeed. I hear the uh, the like S rank on every level is tough, but I mean, yeah, I platinum well, Sekiro. You, you have a week until Star- Starfield, so. I got it. Give me okay. Give me six days. I don't even need the whole seven. <laughs> okay. PS1 FPS Star Wars Dark Forces returns on PS5 and PS4 on in 2023. The classic first-person shooter Star Wars Dark Forces is being resurrected on PlayStation 5 and PS4 after almost 30 years after its first release. The game, which was originally launched on MS-DOS and being remastered by Night Dive Studios, which is using the proprietary Kex engine to rebuild the original in 4K resolution and up to 120 frames per second. Why the hell not? The full game will feature trophies <laughs> as well as advanced 3D rendering, quote-unquote, whatever that means, and various other improvements that will help make it more palatable to contemporary console audience. There's no release date attached just yet, but the title's due out some point later this year alongside Turok 3 Shadow of Oblivion Remaster announced earlier today. Now, Kyle, Dark Forces is my doom because my mom wouldn't let us buy doom because it was about the devil or whatever. Um, She was way... Listen, if I would say who's going to win in the fight, Jesus Christ or Kratos... My mother would say, go back to your room, pray that thought away. And Jesus Christ, no doubt. Or she grabs the rosary beads and <laughs> joins Kratos on the battlefield. Back <laughs> out! Miriam she Rams, just... bring it out the chair! <laughs> no, she's just saying Hail Mary the entire battle in the she's background. Like, oh, come here, you mean man! <laughs> Christ compels you! You two get along! <laughs> Uh, this is my jam. I'm going to get this day one. I will platinum this game. Star oh, Wars yeah. forever. Star Wars is life. All right. 
Here's the next one here, okay? Now, yep. you saw Night Dive Studios over and beyond, right? Remastering a game from the 90s, 4K, 100 FPS. Who needs yeah. that? We do. <laughs> Konami, forced to clarify Metal Gear Solid Master Collection is 1080p up to 60 FPS on PS5, PS4. This comes from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Publisher Konami has clarified the frame rate and resolution of the upcoming MGS collection. In a statement issued to IGN, the company says the compilation has been a, sorry, has a 1080, 60 frame per second target on all platforms except for Switch, which means we can expect 1080p, 60 FPS on both PS5 and PS4. It won't be reaching the nice crisp 4K resolution then but it'll be much better than the ported 720p this is just the port from the hd collection yeah bummer but um i never played metal gear solid so or mm -hmm. sorry never gotten into them this is my chance so i will be done i do this for sure while this whole thing is a, a bummer uh, the added stuff I think is cool. I don't know if that was in the original legacy yeah. stuff, like the strategy guides and everything, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Uh, it just it is just cool to have it on more available in this generation, which is why I buy physically. Fair enough. It's the same reason. Fair enough. Yeah. You want me to take this next one for you? Oh, because it's long and I have dyslexia. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is uh the for the destiny 2 showcase uh green gorilla gamer writes in sup boys you already know what's going on joe destiny 2 had their showcase yesterday for the reveal of season of the witch and a brand new trailer for the final shape and let me just say there's a lot of new changes and features coming between now and february now i want to know what your guys's favorite part to the updates are and what you're most excited for but i can't list it all here so i'll leave a link to the recap from bungie but i think one of the most exciting things is the inclusion of timeline reflections here's an excerpt from bungie quote one of the several quality of life improvements that season of the witch brings is timeline reflections these short playable missions can be accessed through the timeline menu in the director they are openly available to all players and serve as brief narrative introductions to the world of destiny 2 new lights can play them to catch up on the ongoing narrative veterans can relive and enjoy pivotal pivotal moments from the past and everyone will get special end of mission rewards end quote now i don't know about you but this is incredibly exciting for me as new players jumping into destiny 2 we're missing out on key points in the story including myself at one point as i did not play red war sadly and even though this isn't exactly what i wanted and could be better in a number of ways it's still not terrible and already the missions that are available to play my fire team and i are excited to jump back into them with that being said, I implore anyone out there who's been thinking about jumping into Destiny 2, August 24th to 27th is a free trial weekend for the Witch Queen expansion. It's also available through PS Plus Extra and will be on sale until September 5th if you really enjoy it. There's a ton of new features coming for new players. This is the time to jump into Destiny 2. Also, that collector's edition, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I uh, gotta know, Green Gorilla Gamer, how much did Bungie pay you for that ad placement? <laughs> That was pretty great. That was pretty great. Um, yeah. Honestly, so I know there's been a whole bunch of stuff coming out of that Destiny showcase. It was originally a part of the news because uh, this mm -hmm. news, you know, this week was a little slow until today. Holy crap, we got all the yeah, news. Yeah. Sadly, I did not watch the, this showcase. So the one thing that has me the most excited about all of this, A, Cade coming back. So that actually gets me in on the final chapter of the Light versus the Darkness saga, which is mm -hmm. what this is supposed to be. Also, they did hint that like Destiny's not ending after this saga. 
So like they they didn't really mention any expansion. So maybe like a Destiny three, who knows? But Destiny's gotten so big that and the audience is so huge that you really can't please everybody at this point, you know. And listen, like the the whole vaulted items, vaulted. Uh, um, you know, content that really sucks. And it sucks that this game is just so huge. It can't manage all of it. That being said, the one thing that, you know, we've been seeing a lot of companies struggle on is the promise of seasons. So the thing that I'm the most, I'm most excited for is the three episodic pieces of content that's going to come through the next expansion that actually has me more excited so that I know Bungie is has reevaluated what they can do in terms of seasons and go, this is a cadence that we are confident that we're able to kind of hit on. So that's what I'm actually the most excited to kind of see here. It's not like the new supers or anything. It's actually knowing that, hey, they're going to be able to hit their cadence when it comes to the episodes rather than seasons two. Uh, Destiny. So that would be the the thing that actually has me the most excited, and I'm very excited to see the end of this story. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I I know I'm going to be playing Destiny again. I just probably maybe the end of the year. It's just not now though. Yeah, I I will say having not watched it, I will uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. The what Green Gorilla writes about this timeline reflections is like my answer as to why it's I'm hesitant of jumping in. There's been so many expansions that I haven't yeah. done. Like, how do my my biggest thing is like, how do I jump in and understand what's happening? Will I understand the story or where we're at? And the fact that we be, are able to do this in a very cool way, um, I like that a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and so that that is a very cool feature that I think these live service games should implement more often as they grow and become what is this year ten? right it's been it's been a long a lot of destiny um so i i do think that's awesome that they're allowing new players to get bite-sized important moments and play through them instead of having to play through all of it yeah to understand where you're at i love that a lot now, this comes to the last piece of Flash News. So, Kanik writes, uh, Hey, guys, hope you're well. Did you get to catch the awesome Indie Gamescom showcase? If so, anything particular catch your eye? For me, it has to be Grime 2. I love the first one, even if I know the art style and themes are not for everyone. I didn't get to. We celebrated uh, Mama Bad Bit's birthday. Uh, so, that's why I got so much indigestion this tonight. But... um. Kyle, did you get to catch this little indie showcase, or did I, you miss out on it? I had no idea that there was a Gamescom Ooh. indie showcase. Okay, so maybe uh, we cover so it next I definitely, am, I definitely am going to have to watch it. Yeah, there you go, there you go. That cool. said, that's been Flash News. Now on to our favorite segment, or one of our favorite segments. Whew. What you been playing, Kyle? What you been playing, man? Oh, boy. I've been playing Final Fantasy 16 again. Last yeah. week, I talked about what I thought was one of the highest moments of the game. And this past week, I experienced, and I think Silkana in chat is the one who's like, hey, you have it. The next high is even higher. Oh, yeah. And I am here to uh, uh, report they were absolutely correct. Uh, oh what God. what I play, it still has that same issue where you you got the lulls and yeah. you're just trying to get to like the big giant set piece kind of stuff. Uh, but that set piece was 
incredible. Without spoiling mm-hmm. anything, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to use a wrestling reference as to what happened. All right, vaguely, I'm in. Maybe. I'm in on this. Uh. At one point in the 80s, uh, Hulk Hogan (laughs) and Macho Man Randy Savage created the Mega Powers. And there was the handshake, very similar to Arnold's and uh, Carl Weathers in Predator. You know, the the, the handshake, they joined together, they created an unstoppable force. (laughs) Absolutely. There's a moment that happens in that set piece that is similar to that, and I was yelling and hollering at the screen as I was playing. It was beautiful. And the screenshots that I took and I tweeted and I put a spoiler tag on it are just gorgeous. All right. This game is stunning. I am just insanely impressed. I can't wait to keep going. I'm pretty close to the end. I think my little percentage on like the, the dashboard says I'm at like 76% of okay. the way through the the story. So I'm getting there. So hopefully by next week, because Baldur's Gate, Sea of Stars, I want to get this done before all that. Um, maybe even run through a platinum run at the end. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, because that I feel can go quick if you just mainline it. Yeah. If you um, if you hit like skip the boring stuff and you get right to and the... put on all the rings and yep. stuff. Yeah. There's, um, and I mean, come on, Ben, Ben Star, you are crushing it. Just crushing it. It's a Mia. Did you see his Mario? Mario? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> just making, if you haven't, go to his his, his Twitter profile it's and amazing. look at him auditioning as Mario, but he's doing it as Clive, and it's just it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah, god damn it. He again, awesome to know the person that like knows that role is just a a, a, a silly geek yeah. like the rest of us, you know. He loves games, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, yeah, a little bit of flash news, man. Voice of Mario, no longer the voice of Mario. It's a I bummer. Think, I know it's not PlayStation related, but no, I no. mean it's respect. It's kind of it's kind of nice. I think Andre Seegers uh, uh, pointed mm-hmm. this out that like his last role voicing Mario was his dad in the movie. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, that's poetry. Yeah. That's poetry. I've been playing a little game called Immortals of Avium. I've put about eight hours into the game thus far. Uh, Kyle, of course, code provided by EA. So uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you can take it or leave it. I Here's the thing about this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. First off, it's a first person, you know, magic wielding game. So kind of think about it like a Ghostwire Tokyo, right? You are using spells to dispatch our foes but it's very much a focus of like a first person like shooter like you got a machine gun arm you got a shotgun arm and you got like a like a rifle arm right and then is there ammo do you have to like collect ammo and stuff that's a beautiful well it's kind of sort of like your ultimate abilities that you get to do or your extra magic abilities have Mm -hmm. like charges but it's really no it's it's you got unlimited ammo go i was wondering how that would work yeah like, are you just collecting, like, mana crystals to refill ammo or whatnot? Nope. In fact, Good. the the cool thing about it, instead of wands, you got, the, like, this, this wrist guard, right? And the reason why that wrist guard exists is because if you use your power too much and just, like, with your with your own hands, um, it'll just kill you. Like, that. so, like, oh. it, it helps kind of regulate the magic flow in your body. That said... Let's talk about this because it is a single player, 20 hour experience. So I'm about halfway through. And again, just my raw impressions of this game thus far. Um, Very much a story focused game. 
the way I would want to describe it is first off, the story is a bit silly. It's, 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 it's kind of like generic, you know, um, medieval fantasy. You know, there's a bad guy. He's super powerful. He wants all the power type of, you know, arc that you kind of go on. You're this, you know, come from nothing from squalor and you're becoming something you've always, you're like Ray, you're a nobody and now you're somebody type of thing. But that story is elevated by all the characters. Like I want to give a big shout out to Jack in this game because everything should make me kind of hate Jack. Like he says some lines that it's kind of like when they subvert expectations but they're telling you they're subverting expectations. Those type of little tropey things should annoy me, but the voice actor behind Jack does it so well that I can't help but love him. Um, so like the voice acting, especially by the lead, is pretty darn phenomenal, though most of the names after that are pretty silly and like I can't remember it because again, the story is somewhat forgettable, but the voice acting is stellar and the arcs that these characters go on, I'm intrigued by. That said, Avium was supposed to be a military shooter and there's definitely military-esque elements to it. And those, then it gets to the brass tacks of the quote unquote magic gunplay that you have in this game. And I got to tell you, I'm liking it a lot. It kind of gives me, not to say it's one for one, but it kind of gives me the like Doom-esque vibes that they're kind of going for here, where it's like, hey, here's a whole bunch of enemies. Dispatch them the way you feel like it. You know, choose a, a play style that fits better for you. So, for example, I like to get up in people's faces. So, you know, there's different magic. You got blue magic, green magic, red magic. Red magic is the up close in your face. This is my this is my boomstick. And I just love to just whip people, people, like grapple hook them, bring them over towards me, and then just blow them away. Um, the other thing that I love to do is like summon like this huge earthquake that just goes towards a person that's shielded and it breaks their shield. It causes a huge like ground pound explosion. Like the gunplay is what brings me back to this game over and over again. Kyle Stevenson from the trophy when you have your hand raised. Those yeah, those powers and whatnot, are they interchangeable or like are they skills? Can you swap them out or are they always the the pull to get close shotgun them basically or yeah. like that ground maneuver you just yeah talked about? Like, can you interchange spells? Yes, you can. So there's different spells that uh, besides the like you, you'll still have your always your core three, your shooty like rifle ability, your you know, chain gun and your shotgun. But then you'll have different abilities that you pick up that are kind of your special abilities. So like, for example, you could get a ground pound or like you could get this big fiery explosion AOE thing that sets everybody ablaze. Um, you have like a whip weapon or you can kind of have a, an ability that like slows down objects and and people that are running up to you to give yourself more space. That's cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of maneuver maneuverability in this game in its combat that I'm really digging. And there's a Metroidvania element where there's like, oh, hey, there's this chest I can't get to. I don't have the spell yet because Jack told me so. And then I'll come back to it later when I have that type of ability. Um, mm -hmm. It does a lot of really neat stuff with the combat that I could kind of forgive. It's more... 
not to say that linearity is a bad thing, but often a lot of times it's like, hey, we're walking through this long corridor. Oh, here's this kill room. There's going to be a big giant boss that you're going to fight. Now, that being said, though, mm-hmm. a lot of the bosses kind of do give me like the Returnal-esque like, oh, here's Ooh. these. Yeah, like here's this dragon. It's going to shoot a line beam at you, you know, jump in like do a like a, a nifty double jump in the air to dodge it. Hey, he's running up and he's going to do like an aerial like attack on you. So maybe you're going to have a nice little dodge as well. And the cool mm-hmm. thing as as well as like you get to build out there's like a neat little rpg mechanic to it as well so you got your spell trees that make jack you know more nimble or stronger whichever you know is your preferred way of play the game really mm-hmm. wants to go hey if you're comfortable with this way of play then lean in on it so if you're a running gun shotgun like me uh go full red tree right pick up some bracers that is going to uh help you know build up your shatter damage that type of stuff very light okay. rpg elements but are there enough to make it so that you could kind of play the way you want to kind of set it out to, to is to there is there like because this is a single player game yeah are there like uh lore pickups that yes. like audio logs or stuff that tell you a little bit more about the world and are they worth it uh no <laughs> okay <laughs> because i don't really care too much and that's a, the big bummer like there's really there's some really cool set pieces and when i talk about this game too it's not so much a big triple a game as this is a triple i game like this is a awesome really cool double a-esque experience from an indie developer right at the end of the day that got a boatload of money from ea that being said though um you know you, there's a lot of pickups and this here's kind of my the the one gripe. There's a lot of pickups in this game. None of them really feel worth it. But at the same exact time, though there's like these long corridors and here's a boss fight or here's a a kill room, there's these cool neat little puzzles that you solve along the way. Uh they okay. could be like mostly like elevator puzzles, but like you, you you follow them and then you get like a chest full of gold. Or you get like a um you enter this portal and it's kind of like a, you know, survivor challenge in Jedi survivor or like a, a, a room in control um, where it's like, Hey, defeat this room of enemies type of stuff. So there's a lot of variety in terms of like puzzle solving. That doesn't feel like it's uh, not giving me enough hits hints. It's okay. giving me enough that makes me feel smart. Jack's not talking all the time of how to solve each puzzle. Aloy. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's, it's, quite a competent game that's just kind of held down by some less than stellar writing on the story side and there's though it's very i hate to say the word fluid because everybody uses it fluid in its combat there's something just missing and i think it's the ability of like mantling for what i'm at right now there's no mantle that was my next that was my next question are is it like a very low low altitude like is like are you vertical is there verticality in the hallways and the levels or is it very much you're on the ground floor and you look behind a box and there's a collectible yes you may high up on a a little thing here and there yeah like here's a little ledge you jump on like some of it's very clever as some of it's like just turn to the right a little bit. <laughs> like, it seems like it's on random, right? It's on shuffle. And that's yeah. a little annoying. But honestly, mm-hmm. the gameplay is so much fun that this is a game that I want to platinum. This is a game that Great. I look forward to maybe even going back uh, next, you know, 
in the next year or whatever, when things cool down, going back to and grabbing the platinum because I'm actually mm-hmm. having a really good time with this game. I can't wait to go back. Um, so right now, my impressions is like, this is worth your time. Is it going to be the, your game of the year? No. Is this going to be the best shooter you've ever experienced? Nah. Is it going to be a fun time that you're going to have? Yes. So it's worth so it's- the price of admission so far. Okay, yeah. So it sounds like what we wanted out of it is just like, it's not going to blow your socks off, but you're just having a good time. Yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm so in for that. Yeah, It's kind of like the Barbie movie. All right? This, this okay. is what Immortals of Avium is. It's not going to cool. win the best picture, but damn, you're going to have a fun time watching. <laughs> All right? All right, fair. Yeah. So Immortals of Avium, so far, I like it a lot. You'll probably get my full thoughts next week, though, if it's absolutely worth it, so... Good time. Good time. All right, Kyle, are you holding on to something by any chance? I am, and this is going to take a little bit. I, I got Wavetail, former Stadia exclusive on oh. Stadia, or on Switch. Look <laughs> at this like, steelbook, Stadia, Joe. I think you're in for some disappointment. Wow. Look at this steelbook. It's embossed. Like It, it yeah. like, comes up. This oh thing's God. gorgeous. From Super Rare, it's awesome. God damn. So yeah, that's what I'm holding on to. Well, I'll I'll soon hold on to that Armored Core Collector's Edition. <laughs> and it's going to be glorious. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. Fort Solace on August 22nd. Immortals of Avium on August 22nd. Smurf's Cart on August 22nd. <laughs> WrestleQuest on August 22nd. Mirrored Souls on August 23rd. Vertical Vertigo versus the Zodiac on August 23rd. Blasphemous 2 on August 24th. Chess Royal on August 24th. Firewall Ultra. Ooh, I can't wait to play this game. Hopefully, in the next coming weeks, we'll have the devs on. Who knows? Fingers crossed. No promises. Why is this not more of a big deal? Right? This is like one of the first PSVR 2 things I think they teased along with the headset and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Why is this not getting a beefy push on socials and just in just in general i don't know it's weird it's weird but it looks great and i'm gonna be playing yeah it. day one let's go uh lost idiot that was a word nailed it <laughs> august 24th ride five on august 24th shotgun king the final checkmate mother on august 24th <laughs> that's not the real title but i think it's funny armored core 6 future game of the year fires of rubicon on august 25th ashina the red witch on august 25th desperate Vatic. come on guys on august 25th and mr hebe the lost levels on august 26th uh that was desperate vlada vostok is the title I'm not desperate, uh, but come on, guys. That's great. I love that. Next time for like the Polish and Eastern European names, I should just go to the Polish <laughs> dude on my podcast. Maybe I won't always get him right, yeah. but sometimes I will. It's like, listen, we won the Cold War, right? <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Yeah. That one guy said once. All right, Kyle. No, we're just we're just famous for you know creating submarine screen doors. You know, just very <laughs> useful inventions. That's us right. Polish people. That's right. <laughs> Kyle, it's time for the, our favorite segment of the night, and sadly, the last segment of the night. It's Sony mm. Pony Express. Yee! M Nine Prime writes in. My God, 
gentlemen, here's a question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. This yeah. is a two-part question. As kids getting a video game for birthdays or for holidays was very exciting and more and more games are no longer getting physical releases. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, only being physical in Japan. How will kids have that joy of getting a new game for a special occasion? Also, with the advent of services like Game Pass and PlayStation Plus Extra, more games are available to everyone for a monthly fee. In this case, what do you think is a good gift for a child if either a game isn't available for physical copy or it's already on a service? Kyle. Great question. Yeah. I've thought about this uh, for the future in case the girls want a console and it is digital only at, at that point. Um, you got to do the thing that I've seen other parents or, or people giving a gift do. Yeah. You get the console. You bring it home, you open it up, and then you already preload it with the games that they want. Mm -hmm. So that way, when they open it up on Christmas, you plug it in, everything's ready to go. Yeah. Trust me, you yeah. do not want to be the kid who gets a brand new console, and then you have to wait for the updates. Then you have to put the game in or download the game, and that's going to take an extra 45 minutes, depending on your internet connection. Have everything ready to go. Uh, and that'll be a nice little surprise on top of the console. Yeah. Um, if, if physical media is not a thing that you can do. Good. <sighs> I hate you. Um, no, this is a good question. You know, I don't have kids, nor do I plan on any, you know, making a mistake anytime soon. But uh, I'll just get them a hoop and a stick and they're going to love it. Okay. Uh, first of all, how dare you call my nieces and nephew a mistake? How dare you? I'm not assuming anything. You're the one that's putting that out there. <laughs> Immediately after me talking about me thinking about the solution to my nieces and nephew yeah. in the future, you called. Yeah, I'm not going to have kids. I'm not making that mistake. I mean, so I, indirectly, you uh, refer to them as mistakes. I would see how you would get there. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying I'm I'm looking to have a strong pullout game. That said. <laughs> Listen, you wanted to go down this path, Ricky Bobby, all right? <laughs> I would say, yeah, similar. I, I know a lot of parents are like, take the, the console out, they download it, whatever. Um, but listen, man, these kids, they're smart. Like, we don't give kids the stock that they deserve. These kids, they're kind of wizards at this shit already. They are. It's okay if you just let them figure it out, you know? They get a hold of your credit card, game over. So just make sure when they get the thing, you get that password lock, okay? You make sure you get that extra security so little Jimmy doesn't have a field day with yes. your MasterCard. All right? Two-step factor authentication is your friend. That's right. That's right. All right. Ghetto Barry writes in. <laughs> Good evening, working gentlemen. Hello there, sir. Hello. Uh, just a quick one. For the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, Shuhei Yoshida was pictured with a giant copy, gigantic copy of uh, God of War Ragnarok. Literally, it's the size of Shuhei Yoshida. He's a stand-up Is it size. really? Yep. It's like pretty much his size. <laughs> and I was wondering, what giant game case would you love to own? I would have the Metal Gear Solid 1 or 2 or even 3 cases because they're gorgeous to look at. Or... Uh, or even Yuri Yuri Mix, because it's my favorite game art case uh, ever. Sorry. Love you guys. 
Okay, let me see Yuri Cur- Yuri mix. Curry 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 mix. Oh, curry Curry mix. What did I say? Uh, Yuri 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 mix. Sorry, you know me. Um, I'm American. No, I, I don't know anything. No, you're not. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, except when you come after my. Uh, I didn't come after Jack. Oh, that's a cool. It's on tape. How dare you? That's, uh, a, that is a, that's a cool case. That's a cool case. Uh, what case would I want a life size replica of? Let's get morbid here. Let's get a little morbid. While you're thinking, Uh-oh. forget Uh-oh. game case. Put me in a casket. You know, when you lower me down, what will I be remembered with, by with? Will it's it be board. the Gears of War one tin case? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, okay. it's going to be the Lara Croft Tomb Raider survival kit special edition uh, little steel steel book thing. Yeah, that looked like a sardine, like a first aid kit, like in a peel back tin can. Absolutely. That's that's what it'll be. <laughs> but. Gosh, you know me. Bury me with Bloodborne, you know? Yeah. Bury me with the one I truly love, and that's Bloodborne. Bury me in a case that is Elden Ring. Encase me in a case that's mm. Elden Ring on PS5. Mm. That's what I want. Remember yeah. me for the games of which I platinumed. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's that on your tombstone? It's going to be in my eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for coming to to remember the life of Joseph Moran, <laughs> aka Mr. Badvick. Remember him for his platinums. August twenty seventh, <laughs> two thousand sixteen. <laughs> he platinum the Bloodborne. <laughs> I I don't think I have one. Maybe like an old school PlayStation One Final Fantasy case, That's like a nice one. seven, eight, or nine, like the jewel case. Yeah, like the yeah. jewel case. That's nice. Hmm. I'm also just looking at my room and, and seeing just how little space I have. I don't know if I can take a full size case. Yeah. Now, th- now I'm thinking about it. Uh, if I can't have, like, bury me with my Mando helmet as well. Just put it on my head. You don't need to see the mortician's awful work of trying to ma- like, put makeup mm. on me. Just put me in a what Mando a- head <laughs> and helmet. What, a, what I'm imagining is just just make it look like you're inside a hot topic just everything <laughs> all mishmash fandoms yeah. just put it on you yeah. things you love yep. yeah i got it and tonight would be the night that i will bury you over again yeah <laughs> on your tombstone will have like a uh, uh, like a fart noise machine or some every anytime someone comes who to visit snuck you. the spencer's <laughs> gift store in here <laughs> yeah a suggestive like t-shirt <laughs> oh yes absolutely uh, the adult sections in the back behind the tombstone hot damn yeah all right spencer's gifts what a store what a store what a store don't go in it uh Bernos <laughs> maximus writes in uh, hello my fine gentleman okay so we got working gentlemen and fine gentlemen both equally a great company I hope both of you are doing good and keeping safe. And well, I believe that I'm going to treat myself to Jedi Survivor. That you should, Birdos. That you should. My question today is with PlayStation games rising in costs, are we going to keep, uh, sorry, are we getting to the point where it just isn't worth the price tag anymore? Considering PC versions of the same title are dropping to lower prices and can be accessed through sites such as CD keys, are we going to see a decline in PlayStation game sales or will they stick to the current pricing? 
ultimately game uh sorry keeping keep bringing the awesome podcast it is currently getting me through a down period right now oh thank you so much bertos honestly it's getting me through it too uh have fun and keep hunting your friend from across the pond love you so much bertos you got this bertos thank you you got this and you know dm one of us uh yeah absolutely we're always there okay hmm very interesting very interesting it's one of those things it's a boring answer it's just with inflation it just kind of is what it is i guess when it comes to the pricing of games all right biden listen <laughs> we did it joe <laughs> uh remember when we thought it all got better all right kyle <laughs> uh oh, re- really quickly yeah you'll get a kick out of this Please. uh just because the stand topic i went to go look at like my student loans and what i Ooh, when okay. they start up whatever I signed into one. They have no record of my account. <laughs> Even like forgot username. I put in my social security number. I put in my birthday. They're like, oh, we, you don't exist. Appreciate you. <laughs> Education system. That's a one down. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to bother them. I'm going to keep it the way it is. <laughs> Honestly. Did Kyle just get a one up on the government? Be cool, chat. Be don't, cool. Don't report don't be, me. Don't be, be a don't narc. narc. Don't narc. I. One of us needs to get a win. Don't be a <laughs> narc. Uh, no, it's interesting because <laughs> like Baldur's Gate is cheaper on PC than it is on PlayStation. One know, million percent. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's like a few games that are like ten bucks cheaper on PC than PlayStation. Same like day and date type of stuff. So like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it sucks that there's like that PlayStation markup. I think Fort Solace is one of those games. Um, it it sucks to see that ten dollar markup. But if you know pre-orders are any indicator, it's not stopping PlayStation fans from buying those nope. games because at the end of the day, like honestly, I would pay ten dollars extra for Baldur's Gate if it means I don't have to go through those goddamn driver updates every time I want to play at Baldur's Gate, which has been happening. So, like, Mm. there's that convenience factor. It's being in that ecosystem until the day where they truly mess up and have a PS3 moment. And we all know what we're talking about when we're saying that. um, Then you're not going to really see a big drop, if that makes any sense. Yeah, agreed. Last question comes from Stone Cold. Hey, guys, just finished Midnight Sun. Uh, Suns yesterday, plus all the DLC, and loved it. It was a hot, buggy mess at times, but still might be one of my favorite games of all time. Loved hanging out with my best friends Blade and Deadpool. With that being said, are there any of your favorite games? Hot, or sorry, favorite games? Hot, janky messes. LOL. Love you all. <laughs> Love you too. Uh, yes, I got one. I think every every game's got some jankiness yeah. to it. Uh, I'm trying to think of one that's just wild to me. Go ahead. if you Yeah, go. Y'all, Starfield's a week away. Okay? And uh-huh. Bethesda don't make bad games. Even if some of them I'm not into, like Fallout 4, right? Um, they make great experiences. And the one thing that we know Bethesda for is Bethesda jank. Skyrim is legitimately, Kyle, one of my favorite RPGs of all time. I've put hundreds of of hours into Skyrim. I've bought it on multiple 
platforms, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, even the Nintendo Switch, hundreds of hours into this game. Have you ever played it on Alexa? Have you? I'll try. I, it. I, I want to meet someone that's that's tried to to play it. Um, but I I'll even play the toaster edition. But <laughs> that game has some jank. It has some bugs. And here's Absolutely. the thing: bugs can be charming in games if the game is really good. And even then. There's this, they're weird, like exceptions to the rule. Like, I love Jedi Survivor, but like, it's weird, jank, it's weird bugs got in the way. So, like, seeing like weird pop in, seeing weird frame rate dips, those aren't charming. Those aren't the bugs I want. But like, seeing, I don't know, a floaty, you know, white run guard <laughs> doing something he shouldn't be doing, that's hilarious to us. Or seeing like a, you know, a dragon from time to time just totally eat shit when it lands, like that's hilarious to us. Putting a pot over a, you know, uh, a shopkeeper's head so you steal everything, that's legitimately hilarious. So like, yeah, there are some jank and bugs, but sometimes it kind of makes the experience. So... I would say Skyrim's probably the buggiest, jankiest game. That mm -hmm. is ultimately one of my favorite games of all time. That is that is a great choice. Thanks. And yeah, there 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 are moments where like a a really great game has like a bug or or something that happens that makes me laugh out loud. Like just falling through the world randomly yep. is just hilarious. Um, but my go-to and I get a belly laugh anytime it happens in this game is any wrestling game. And it doesn't matter. Any. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember, I forgot which 2K version of it was, but in tag team matches, like your partner would just float away into the crowd and you couldn't tag them. They're just out in the crowd and the camera pans back and there was no way to fix it. Or like their head gets stuck in the ropes and their body like <laughs> goes crazy all over the place. Like fun little things like that. Or, or like a creator wrestler where like you make them gigantic and huge and then when they put a championship belt on their shoulder it disappears into their body because <laughs> they didn't take into account the physics of what you created your wrestler to be so stuff like that is always fun I like and it. i love that i love that kind of stuff i like yeah. it all right neat neat yeah. yeah we know well there you go that's been the trophy room tonight you know Ooh i got a, just a troubling text but you know what i'm gonna handle that uh -oh. after the show I'm going to handle my okay. business. That said, okay. Kyle, last bit of business tonight. Is there anything you'd like to highlight before we get on out of here? Yeah. Uh, breaking news. Uh, thanks to Starfield and its embargo of August 31st at 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we at 61 have moved our showcase a day earlier. Uh, <laughs> so uh, our mini indie showcase, 33 games. 40-ish minutes long. I can't remember the exact time, but it's now going to premiere at on August 30th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's a really great show. I, I've watched it completely nice. uh, multiple times. It's a great time, and uh, I hope you guys check it out. 6180.com slash showcase, youtube.com slash 6180. We put a lot of love and hard work into this. Our one in March for the PAX East, we had like three months to plan for. Oh, this wow. was like a month. Oh, wow. This was like, we had to move fast. So, and I think it's our best one yet. So, it, okay. it, uh, please let us know what you think. Hope you find some great indies. There's a lot of cool games. So, uh, yeah. Apart from that, Mr. Case Up Everywhere. 
and uh, I love you all very much. It's been I've been feeling very fulfilled lately. Yeah. It's been nice. Yeah, it's been real nice. Even though I'm sweating my ass off right now. Same. I'm melting. (laughs) Jesus. I'm honestly melting. Um, Yeah, I want to also just shout out everybody who gave me awesome puppy pics. Um, So many awesome people. You know what I've been, you know, y'all know from the last few weeks what we've been going through in this household. Marty has been a champion the last few weeks after his cancer uh, prognosis. Um, and he's fighting it the best he can, giving us uh, any extra time he can. Um, and uh, and I really just appreciate the, audi- the audience, the community coming out and just uplifting me with just cute puppy pics. Um, you know, I, I, I had some perspective a few days ago of just like, wow, you know, I, I saw someone on Twitter lose a pup very, very abruptly. And um, as sad as it was, it gave me perspective of how lucky I am, knowing that I get at least a few more weeks or even months with my pup, knowing and just not taking a day for granted. Um, So really, just keep on sharing me those puppy pics, even if it's a cat. I'll I'll take a cat. If the cat acts like like a dog. I like how you said cat the first time. Even if it's a cat. (laughs) If it's a cat. (laughs) I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. It's a turtle, pet turtle. I'll take a turtle as well. If it's a pet rat, rats aren't pets. Rats aren't pets. They're 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 the gerbils, you know. Because the opposite of of fish aren't food, they're friends. No, they're they're not friends, they're food. No, they're food. For other animals. (laughs) Exactly. Rats are rats are garbage. Okay. If it's a bird, I'll take a bird. If you could get your parrot to say, I'll take that as well. That that will be the new intro. Even better. We'll give you the show notes and let the parrot read everything. And that'll be the show one week. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of times you would have to read the show notes over and over and over again for the parrot to pick up on it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just play like a recording. Kyle's out this week. We got Polly the parrot in. (laughs) Polly, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Ah, oh, my goodness gracious. That said, last tangent, Kyle, um, I ruined friend of the show and patron of the show, patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Uh, Suddy, I ruined ACDC for him because I said Uh-oh. that the lead singer just sounds like a chicken. Just think about it. Think about it in your head. Man sounds like a chicken. Think about it in your head. I am. There are moments. Yeah, back, I can see back, it. Back, 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 because I'm back, back, because I'm back, back, back. Yep. Yep. See? Keep going. Keep going. And then it's a chicken playing a guitar. The next hour is just that. <laughs> just letting y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, what's the, what's the thing where people whisper into the mics? It's oh, like, ASMR. Yeah, it's like ASMR, but uh, me and a. Bad parrot <laughs> slash chicken <laughs> slash ACDC impersonation. This is maybe a next week post show thing and remind yeah. me everyone. Yeah, remind us. ASMR, I've actually been getting into. It's been my nighttime sleepy stuff. Black and black. <laughs>
<laughs> you can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. You can find this show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Let me try to power through it. You can find this show, The Trophy Room, on YouTube at youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room. And please rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Why Why did I go on a two-minute tangent acting like a bird and now asking for five stars is pretty goddamn something else. Uh on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you find your podcast service of choice. Next week, we're going to be announcing one of our biggest giveaways ever. We're very excited by it. Super huge. Everybody's going to be a part of it. And maybe you get ahead of it by rating us that five stars over on iTunes, over on Spotify worldwide. I'm going to be shipping this thing anywhere. Okay? Indonesia, I'm on it. All right? Vietnam, I'm on it. Okay? Somalia, gonna try my best. Yeah. Okay, Nicaragua. North Korea, no. North Korea is gonna be hard. It's gonna, um, it's gonna be hard, but I know a guy. All right? Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Oh, His okay. name's Kim. Right. Very misunderstood. Uh, mm. <laughs> no, he's not. Evil man. Everybody. <laughs> with all that said, with all that out of the way, we love y'all. Find us on all the feeds. Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Love y'all.